Welcome to Show Me Something Wrong, where each episode one of us chooses a movie to watch that the other hasn't seen. The movie is often obscure, usually odd, and always wrong. I'm Dave. And I'm Guy, and I've chosen the movie, and it is Killer Tongue from 1996. Wow. Show me God, this movie just broke my brain in so many ways. I you were absolutely... a fucking fool, mate. Last last episode, <laughs> you were like, "Oh, I've chosen something very straightforward to do, and it's going to be nice and easy to talk about." When as soon as the movie started, I'm like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" <laughs> This is one of the most convoluted films you've ever chosen. <laughs> but, like, I mean, there's a narrative. I mean, there's of a, sorts. There of is sorts. a narrative, yeah. Whereas the last couple of films I've done, they haven't really had much of a, a narrative, which has been so black and white. As, well, this isn't really black and white. No, but... there's, there's a narrative, but it, it jumps around a lot. And yeah. when, I, when I was writing notes on this, I'm like, I'm glad I'm not in the driver's seat for this one. <laughs> yeah, this was, this was difficult to write the notes on. Yeah. Watching it, just purely watching it, I had an absolutely great time i was like this film's fucking awesome trying to like make notes for this podcast on it i I fucking hate this film so much do you know i'm actually the other way around serious because the first time i watched it we'll get into it more Mm. but this is a film you need to be in the mood for oh yeah and the first night i watched it i was not feeling it (laughs) and i'm like this film's fucking stupid i i like i it was it's very irritating it's a film that's at like 110% all the time, mm. start to finish. And this is going to sound weird, but it actually feels quite Australian, this film. Okay. It feels like the kind of bonkers shit that right. would have dribbled out of Australia in the in the 90s. <laughs> like, Interesting. Which is good and bad. It has its pros and cons. But mm. yeah, it's an exhausting watch. So then the second time when I watched it, when I was taking notes, mm. I could kind of process it mm. a lot more and... Writing down the notes and seeing what was happening scene to scene, I'm like, oh, it's actually quite well crafted mm. in a lot of ways. Like, it isn't just chaos. No, no, it feels like it is just chaos. So I enjoyed it more the second time. Oh, that's interesting. But I was also not stressing about mm. being the one to have to explain everything as sure, well. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Mate, when I watched this, because the first time I watched this was actually relatively recently, just not not last month or something. So yeah. when I watched it, I was like, oh my God, this is one for the ages. Dave's yeah. going to love this. We're going to be talking about it for years to come. <laughs> I thought this would have been so, so, so down your street. You would have absolutely fucking loved it. Yeah, I'm, I'm in two places about it but i definitely think it's a fascinating film by the second watch i'm like no i do like this i actually do like it first time i'm like fuck this film second time i I was down down for the tongue (laughs) so this film is a british produced film Mm. shot in spain uh released in 96 sorry uh it is the feature film debut from alberto shiamma whose name I've probably butchered, so sorry, Alberto. We do that a lot. I know! Don't we? We should look up the pronunciations of names more, shouldn't we? <laughs> we probably should. We yeah. probably should. And Alberto, I'm just going to call him Alberto. Yeah. Apparently, he's primarily a music video director, so okay. he only actually Makes has... <laughs> he, uh, he only actually has five uh, movies to his name. Okay. This being his debut feature. Yeah. And everything else after this just kind of looked really shit. Mm. And seems to be very, very, very unknown. Mm. Um, his latest film is called <laughs> "I Love My Mum." Okay, it's a nice, nice title. <laughs> Which is not a um, a horror. It's uh, it's about a mother and son duo who get inadvertently shipped in a container 
from London to Morocco with nothing but their pajamas. So it's a, it's a, it's kind of comedy? like comedy, heartwarming. It's supposed to be thing. a heartwarming, like try to rekindle their relationship whilst they're in a <laughs> container. And they were, you said they're inadvertently shipped. How did that? How does that I, I don't know. I've not seen it. Um, We're going to cover that movie. Apparently, it's not very good. Okay, uh, not surprisingly. Yeah. Um, so this is his uh, debut feature. It's also his most well-known film. Mm. It also seems to probably be the best. If you look at the cast, the people involved, this yeah. this pretty much has everything going for it, which mm. we will definitely get into. All of his other films look like dog shit. Sorry, uh, Alberto. That's, that's kind of surprising because that was the main thing that surprised me about this when mm. you said killer tongue. Mm. And when I looked at the, I mean, the title mm. alone, I just assumed this was going to be a kind of tr- very, very, very trashy movie. Mm. And it kind of is, sort of, but it's not as well. It's It feels more like an art film. And it, it feels <laughs> like someone who is very passionate, like, mm. in, in the director's chair. It's not mm. just, like, some trashy B-movie. The, mm. There's something a lot more to it. So it's kind of surprising to me that he... Seems to have only made yeah. shitty movies post this. I mean, we, we, we are judging them without seeing them, though. Sure. Well, <laughs> well. after this, we can watch I Love My Mum. Yeah, yeah we'll and- put it on after this. <laughs> Get Imagine in- if we loved it, and it was, like, the best movie we'd ever seen. We were just sobbing, crying, watching it, calling our mums up afterwards. Wearing pajamas. <laughs> yeah. Mum, what are you wearing? Pajamas. Me too. <laughs> So, speaking of the cast, this actually has a very impressive cast, which we'll yeah. get to, you know, as, as we uh, go through the movie. But let's talk about the main actress, Melinda Clark. Mm. We love Melinda we Clark. We love Melinda Clark. I love... So, I think most people listening to this would probably know her as the kind of zombie babe from uh, Return of the Living Dead Part 3. Um, but I wanted to ask, what was your introduction to her? Oh, that's a good question. My, that would have been my introduction to her. However... Mm. I loved the OC oh. back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love the OC. And she's the best character on yeah. that show by far. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like maybe a season into the OC and then realizing like, wait, hang on. Mm. Melinda Clark. That She's the same one from... I didn't even put it together. They, right. they were the same person. Um, but yeah, probably Return to the Living Dead mm. 3. And the role in this is kind of similar like her mm. her journey in this is kind of similar to that film as well yeah she's so fucking good oh. she's such a great actress and so underrated mm. um that was one of the main things about this film that really hooked me into it was mm. she makes this film mm. she's great fantastic how, how about you, what do you know her from originally so i didn't actually see the return of the living dead sequels until yeah. Recently, that mm. like, I of course knew of them, and I saw Return of the Living Dead, the first one, uh, when I was I think nineteen, maybe twenty, and absolutely loved it. But just never really bothered with the sequels, right? And but I, that picture of her is just so infamous, you know. Mm. Uh, and I, I was knew of it, never watched it. But um, anyway, my friend who I spent a lot of time with growing up, he loved the OC, right? And every time I would go to his house, he'd always have the OC on. <laughs> Just constantly watching it. Constantly. Yeah, it was always on. Because yeah. there's so many bloody seasons. Yeah. yeah. Um, I stopped after three, I think. Right. I, yeah. I never really watched it. But it was kind of on in the background, so I got to know the characters mm. and, and that annoying song that always plays. What, when is that? From like 2007, maybe? Oh, I couldn't tell It was just you. U- ubiqu- ubiquitous at that time. Right? It was just like everywhere. You couldn't avoid mm. that show and that theme song. Yeah. Just everywhere. Oh, God. Flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> and But then, yeah, like you said, the... um. 
Oh, do you remember her character's name? What was it? Her, her character's yeah, name? Yeah, in the OC. I, I can't remember, but she was oh, the, the young stepmom. She's like the um, the cougar, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she, <laughs> she's quite stepmom. young in that show, though. She'd mm. only be in her 30s. Mm. And uh, yeah, she's kind of, I guess in some ways, like the villain of those seasons, but not really, like, mm. in, in the way that that show can have a villain. Yeah, yeah, But she's easily the most likable character on it as well. Yes. Oh, she was Julie Cooper in the That's OC. That's right, yeah, Julie, yeah, Julie Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. So I remember seeing her as Julie Cooper in the OC, and she was kind of this, like, hot mum, very strong presence mm. about her. She yeah, really yeah. dominated all the scenes that she was in. So I, I, I very vividly remember her from that. And then I think... At some point, I saw the Return of the Living Dead poster once again. I was like, fuck, that's Julie Cooper. Like, yeah. that's, that's the one from the OC. And I think that's, then after that, I, I, I watched them again. And for me, it was just so bizarre because I know her primarily from the OC as, you know, which is a fucking, like you said, massive, massive show where she plays this stepmom in this, like, seemingly perfect town with, like, some troubles. But it's, it's not anything really exploitive or horror or anything. It's just... Mm. It was, you know, showing on TV at 3 p.m. every day. So yeah. she was kind of like this household name kind of thing. But to then know that she did these really fucking insane horror films yeah. uh, earlier on in her career is just beautiful. Absolutely yeah. <laughs> love it. And I think Killer Tongue has got to be the peak. It doesn't get any fucking more nuts than this. Sure. <laughs> but looking yeah. at her filmography, like, yeah, she doesn't her. have that many titles yeah. to her name, which I, is bizarre. I really don't know her from, from much else. Hmm. Apparently, she's only been in 15 movies. What? Really? Which is insane, just to think, like, how, how much of a presence she has and mm. how, like, recognizable she is as well. And some of them are only, like, voice work as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, she was in the Spawn movie. Oh, yeah. Wait, <laughs> that's my introduction to her. Oh, was it? Yeah, that... That's what I know her from, and awesome. that would have been my introduction hey. to her, now that I think Not that, the OC. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't put it together, that same person in those <laughs> three different things. You put together your timeline. Yeah, my Melinda Clark, Clark timeline, yeah. <laughs> so I've known her from three different things for the first time, but separately, because I didn't realize it was her. The same person. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> uh, but yeah, apart from Spawn, Return of the Living Dead, uh, Killer Tongue, like, just looking at her filmography, she hasn't really been in anything that interesting. Mm. CSI movie... Something called Hot Under the Collar, dot com for murder. That sounds right up my alley. In, oh, the tagline for that is, in cyberspace, no one can hear you scream. This sounds amazing. Wait, this is not fear.com? No. Dot com for murder. Dot com for murder? Yeah, yeah. What year is it? 2002. Perfect. Uh, oh, gotta see that. When the internet was rithel with mysteries. <laughs> oh, I am a real sucker for any kind of shitty what do you call it? like techno technology horror, horror yeah. yeah i love that shit i love that fucking what's that stupid movie um where it's like all it's all shot on a on a screen oh, what's it called unfriended <laughs> yeah that garbage have you seen that? yeah and doesn't the ghost is like she's she pooed herself oh. and got and got bu- oh sorry to, i should say a spoiler warning for oh, yeah. uh, unfriended but she's some girl who's been bullied because <laughs> yeah. mm. she pooed herself at a party. And someone like uploaded the footage. Yeah, and then she's yeah. a ghost now and getting revenge. <laughs> and I just could not believe that that is like <laughs> the, uh, the motive of the film. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, wicked, yeah. Uh, what, what were we talking about? Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> dot com murder. So dot Julie com Cooper murder. was in that. She, she wasn't the one who pooed herself, though. 
That's, she's not, that's she's the, not no, an unfriended. No, it's a different movie. No, don't do that. Julie Cooper though. doesn't poo. Sorry, not <laughs> Melinda Clark. She doesn't. Poo. She's way too good for that. <laughs> <laughs> so when this came out, this uh, the reviews were overwhelmingly negative. Hmm. Not, not surprising. surprising. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, criticizing everything about it—the scripts, yeah. the acting, the comedy—everything was mm. like completely bad. Yeah, bad. And uh, Belinda Clark herself describes it as literally the weirdest movie ever made, hmm. according to her. <laughs> Variety describes it as Deep Throat meets Alien. That's a that's actually a pretty good. I like it. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> and um, but the biggest quote which is plastered on many of the releases in fucking massive, massive letters. Sometimes even bigger than the title itself. We have Quentin Tarantino. Wow. (laughs) All he just says, wow. It's not particularly... It doesn't know it's good or bad. It could be positive or negative. It's fucking massive. No joke, Quentin Tarantino. Wow. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And that's... uh, in huge letters across the uh, the Japanese release as well, <laughs> and actually, so the ja- speaking of the Japanese release, um, the Japanese uh, title for this is "Killer Queen: The Rapping Tongue Woman." When you say rapping, as in W R A P, yeah, not, 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 not <laughs> rapping tongue, <laughs> as in the thing that it wraps it wraps around things. <laughs> yeah, that's a good descriptor as well. Yeah, it does a lot of wrapping around things. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a pretty good tongue. Um, and the uh, the Chirashi poster for this. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm still in Japan, by the way. Uh, in massive letters, just says, kill, kill. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm not sure I got sick. <laughs> Let me say it again. In massive letters, it says, kill, kill. <laughs> I'll get that. Oh, shit. I'm keeping all this in. All right. Uh, <laughs> and, sorry, I hope this isn't a disappointment. I just found it really funny. No, go on, go on. Get it out. Go on, get it out. Oh, God. Oh, it says... Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit, I nearly fell over there from laughing at your laughter. Go on. Go on, you can do it. You can just take a deep breath. Oh, God. Ah... I feel like I need to take a photo of you <laughs> in this state. For... <laughs> when this episode comes out, we'll, we'll post this image of you dying from laughter. Go on, you've got you've got this. <laughs> Five minutes of this podcast is going to be you having a no. breakdown. Oh, God, breathe. <laughs> Go, go. All right, all right, all right. okay. Ah. The Japanese Chirashi post of this in massive. <laughs> it's not even that funny. It's uh, it says. What does it say? Tell me. Do you want me to read it? Yeah. No, I'll do it. Nah. All right. All right I'm over it now. I'm, I'm better. <sighs> it says... <laughs> it says, kill, kill, and bitch party.
Yeah. <laughs> are, there, are there commas? It's kill, it's exclamation mark, kill, exclamation mark, the next sentence, and bitch party. <laughs> Oh, it's the it's the uh, end. I know. It makes it oh. So funny. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, that is re- no. That that was oh. as funny oh. as you. Oh. Was it worth the, the five minutes of laughing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was worth it. Um. Oh Jesus Christ! Kill. Uh, oh god! So, uh, so this film has um, not one but two taglines. They two <laughs> taglines. One is kill, no, kill, no, and bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck Japan. We're not talking about Japan anymore. <sighs> on on the uh, on the the American release tagline number one is "Go for your gums." Okay. Number two is a movie with outrageous taste. Not bad. Mm. It's got two taglines. Um, kill a tongue. Not, <sighs> not as good as kill, kill, is it? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, fucking hell. This, yeah, so this has been released, um, of course, in Spain and America as well. But one of the, um, the, the, the weirdest things about this, uh, in Spain, it's released by Disney. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. What? The fuck? Wait, so when you watch it in Spain, it would have the Disney logo? <laughs> I guess so. What the absolute uh, fuck? That yeah. makes no sense at all. So Disney's a Buena Vista. They're like sub labels. Yeah, Disney's Buena Vista. You go to Spanish Disneyland. They're gonna kill a tongue. Uh, and oh, that would be great. I'd ride that. Um, and this is and it's dubbed in Spanish as well. So you can see Melinda Clark speaking Spanish, flopping her tongue around, doing some rimming. Even in English, this film felt very dubbed. I was actually wondering that, like, if, oh. if, if it was heavily dubbed, even though it was, I know I know that there's like American and British actors in this, but mm. everyone has that kind of way of talking where it feels very dubbed. <laughs> <laughs> it could also be because we've got a lot of British actors doing fake American accents oh, in yeah. this as well. Yeah, which is pretty intense. <laughs> wow. <sighs> so, just on the director, is he British or Spanish? Spanish. So he is Spanish, mm. but it's a British-funded film. Mm. Okay. Some guy, I don't know who, but gave him $4 million to make this. <laughs> Some British man. So who ever thought this was a good financial investment? Just a real tongue fan. Oh, he's, he's got one of them fetishes, hasn't he? Yeah. It, do, it could it could well be that, honestly. This does feel a bit icky, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. There, there, there is a very, a not even an undertone, a very sexual overtone. Oh, in yeah, this. yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, yeah, there's no undertone. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the opening credits. Knockout score by yeah Fangoria. Fangoria. That's one of one of my first notes. It, really good music. The music was part of what gave me this feeling of a '90s Australian mm. kind of film. Mm. Did, have you ever heard of the film Welcome to Whoop Whoop? No. So that that's like a crazy Australian film. From memory, it's the same director as Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Okay. And I'm in that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot Guy Pearce <laughs> in that, yeah. But yeah, like, that film was a huge hit, obviously, mm. Priscilla. And then, as a follow-up, he just made this absolutely, indescribably ridiculous movie <laughs> called Welcome to Whoop Whoop. And everything about this film has the same tone as that. And it's got that oh, same okay. 
kind of like ridiculous fucking score and stuff. So oh, yeah, awesome. it, it really feels hmm. fucking weirdly Australian. Interesting. Yeah. No, I've never heard of that. Fang- right. Who's Fangoria? So Fangoria. So I, I thought, yeah, you know, the name jumps out. You're like, wait, yeah. the fuck score by Fangoria? The like, magazine. No, well, the magazine did the score. <laughs> Somehow. So, the, um, nothing to do with the magazine whatsoever. Mm. Nothing. Right. Um, so it's an electronic band founded mm. in 89. Okay. Yeah. And still making music. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. They, um, they did a really good job. With mm, this. Yeah. So we have this um, this uh, opening shot of uh, Melinda Clark's character, Candy. Can I talk about the, I, the, my favorite thing about this film is yeah. the opening shot. Serious? Oh, it's, please go ahead. Yeah. All right. So going into this, I'm like, this is going to be a bunch of shit, like some trash <laughs> B-movie sort of thing. Like, I'll enjoy it, but mm. it'll be a trash film. And then the first shot of this film is one of the most beautifully lit, amazing shots I've ever seen. <laughs> And it just, like, looks incredible. It's got, like, this, like, kind of green mm. tint, but then beautiful, like, shadows on her face. She's lit so well. And her red hair is kind of on the pillow, creating mm. this contrast. And then this, like, neon blue and pink, which I think we later realize is probably coming from, like, a stained glass window. Mm. And it, it's just so amazing. And she's delivering this monologue mm. as well that is this really strange, grim mm. sort of speech about how she should have listened to her mother and become like mm. a normal husband-killing wife. I now know I should have listened to my mother. And I should have followed her ways. Stayed in our nice, harmonious little town in some brown land. And become a straight, untroubled, and well-respected, valium-bound husband-killer alcoholic. And instantly I'm like, wait, wait, what the fuck is this film? It feels so, like, avant-garde from, like, this first shot. Mm. But just, man, the lighting of that shot and the tone of it, I was like, okay, now I'm I'm more interested in this film. <laughs> Unfortunately, both this opening, the beautifully shot opening, and mm. the epilogue as well, also in the same vein, absolutely, yeah. incredibly, looks beautiful. Completely pointless to this film. Pointless, but I still liked it. I, <laughs> I liked it, it, yeah. I loved it. Visually, yeah. it's great, but... It's not necessary. I feel... I don't know. I disagree. Because I think it sets a, the tone of the film where you're instantly just like, what the fuck is this? It's mm. just... I thought it really, really set sets you up for what you're in for. Interesting. Because my next note on this is we get a massive, massive change of tone. Yes. Which then sets the tone for the rest of the film. But the film <laughs> is a constant, yeah. like, mess the whole way through. Mm. So it kind of... Yeah, it does work that it's, like, constantly shifting. Yeah, 100%. So when this next scene rolled around, I was like, right, this is a film that people are either going to love or absolutely fucking despise. Mm. Like this, it's one or the other, at least in, in my eyes. And we get this like trumpet mariachi style song playing as this car rolls down this desert road. And there's uh, four people off of a bank heist. You got two guys in the back and kind of like security guard cops and just telling each other how much they love each other. And it's like a really kind of like shitty comedy. Like, I love you, man. He's like, no, I love you, man. Mm. I love you, man. And anyway, the two in the front, we've got Candy, Melinda Clark, we are girl, uh, and Johnny sitting up front. Very quiet, though. Not really yeah, being, uh, stoic, involved in the... Stoic uh, type. Yeah, they're not, they're, not, they're not really doing the I love you, man stuff so much. They're mm. just, uh, they have something brewing. Yeah. And uh, anyway, they pull out guns and a classic... Uh, one team turns to the other half of the team. Yeah. Bank heists. It's funny that you mentioned Tarantino before because I'm like, fuck, this opening is so 1996 mm. Tarantino. 
that's what I was kind of worried because I there's actually nothing I hate more mm. in the world than Tarantino ripoff right. films. And for this first scene, it's like fully like mm. post Natural Born Killers, post oh, Reservoir yeah. Dogs, Tarantino, and I just cringed so hard. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> thankfully, it, it goes in a very different direction mm. after this. But yeah, they've pulled those guns on the the two lovey dovey yeah. guys in security costumes behind them. In that, this yeah, very very Tarantino looking shot. Maybe that's why he said, "Wow." Yeah, he's like, "Wow, that looks like something I'd do." <laughs> Not as wow. Well. These cunts ripped me off. Wow, this film <laughs> sucks. Like, oh, I wish I had thought of this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, they pull the they turn the guns on the uh, the two in the back. They uh, kick them out the car. Johnny says, you know, tie him up and let's get out of here. And Melinda kicks open the, I say Melinda, Candy. She kicks open the glove box and a, a pot of glue, super glue falls out. <laughs> the car drives off and we cut back to the two who have had their lips sewn together. So yeah. essentially kissing in the middle of the desert. <laughs> One of the fellas, you got, you got a fat guy and a skinny guy. And the skinny guy pulls out a knife and cuts themselves free from each other. Mm. And in great bloody glorious fashion, blood splurts everywhere. They both very comically turn to the camera and scream. And it's like, oh, okay. So this is one of those really fucking shitty, self-aware, like in-your-face comedies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think based on that, it's either going to go one way or the other. People mm. are going to enjoy it or they're not. Well, I mean, at this point, I was like... I'm not going to like this film <laughs> after after that first scene. But I don't know. I feel like it gets, it gets like, crazier and campier mm. after this. Mm. I'm not sure if you're going to get into it later, but is this a queer film? It feels like it is. It feels like, like John, John Waters it, on mm. fucking crack or something i think yeah you could definitely create some sort of association with the john waters film yeah, yeah. it's john waters tarantino rolled Mash into up. some one yeah. fucking monster body horror picture yeah it's very fucking very fucking nuts mm. so the idea is they're gonna run off with all this money and live a lovely happy life together johnny and candy it really doesn't work out for him. No. So in the next scene, um, he's getting his mugshot taken. Yeah. So, but he's like, we have kind of hear his voiceover. He's like, I'm going to take the full baby. So you lay low for a while. Wait for me until I get out. So what does she do? She goes and becomes a bloody nun. A bloody nun. <laughs> <laughs> so she's a nun. <laughs> <laughs> and we get like a four years later thing pop up. And, uh, and what do the nuns do at their nunnery? They run a gas station. A gas station. <laughs> Did you get the name of it? I, I saw it, but I've forgotten. What was it again? God's Gas and Diesel. That's right. <laughs> so so you got these nuns pumping gas in the middle of a desert. Mm. And not only nuns, but these ridiculous poodles. Oh, yeah. Uh, hanging out with uh, candy, all dyed different colors. Yep. You got four massive poodles. <laughs> <laughs> the, the aggression in which you said that. Well, no, you got four massive poodles. Because well, they're not like the little shitty ones, you know. Yeah, you know, like the little like. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, you, get, not... you got toy poodles. Yeah, yeah. These are these are the real dudes. Real, uh, no yeah. fannying about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kind of poodles Jason Statham would have. Have <laughs> you seen my poodle? He's compensating for his lack of hair. He gets the fluffiest <laughs> dogs that he can find. Oh, the fluffiest fucking poodle you've ever seen, mate. 
<laughs> so the nuns and the poodles are pumping gas and some local tea show or something is doing like a piece on them. Some guy's like taking all their photos. Um, Candy doesn't want to get photographed, blah, blah, blah. That kind of comes and goes very quickly. Candy is, is very down. She's not feeling good. She's missing her Johnny. She's having a fag in the chapel in her full nun attire. And then we get Rita. Rita comes in. Now, we love Rita. Do we? Of course we do. Rita's a menace in this film. Oh, we love Rita. <laughs> I would, so Rita's like a, a mute mm. nun, which took me half the film to realise <laughs> yeah. that she was mute. Yeah. It's not really yeah, explained. There's like a certain point in this later where she's like, ooh, ooh, and I'm like, oh, right, she's mute. That's just why she's not said anything up until now. Yeah. It's really not explained <laughs> at all. So Rita comes in to comfort her and uh, she brings her a letter from Johnny. And apparently Johnny's getting out in four days and he instructs Candy to go to Porky's, mm-hmm. keep calm and wait for him. Now, obviously Candy is over the moon. Yeah, she's like, oh my fucking God, my man's getting out. And she's, you know, she's gone from zero to a hundred. She's like, yeah, yeah fuck yeah. <laughs> and she kind of runs off the screen and she's shot. Yeah, yeah, is this the swinging? Yes. What, yeah, what, what is that? Where did it come from? Like, from the roof? It's like a, a statue. Is it Jesus? Yeah. Or, yeah, it's like a Jesus hanging from the, the ceiling. Mm. And she's, like, swinging on it. <laughs> it's, imagine, like, a Jesus in, in like, the crucifix pose. Yeah. But, but it's huge but as It's well. fucking massive. And he's in almost, like, a Superman position. Almost, like, laying down. And she just grab and swing, and she's like flinging her legs. So <laughs> and she's going, "Oh yeah, baby, I'm coming for you." <laughs> That's a pretty incredible scene. I like the next bit even more, where she runs out to the car. Oh yeah, and there's all these chickens <laughs> yeah. on the car, and she's like, "Wow, yeah!" And she's like out of the nun gear, yeah, uh, and she's just flinging the chickens out the car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, dr- jumps in the car and zooms off. Hmm. Oh man, with uh, poodles! Oh yeah, don't forget the poodles. Oh yeah, yeah so we these need them. multicolored poodles who are shockingly imported to the plot. Oh god, <laughs> yes. And then we <laughs> cut to <laughs> Freddy Krueger himself, Brother England. Oh my goodness! In my notes, I've just referred to him as Freddy Krueger the whole time. Well, he is fucking incredible in this. This is his he, best role. Do you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. He actually is pretty amazing in this film. His character is one of the most interesting mm. characters in it. <laughs> Mate, I loved him in this. Yeah, yeah, and he just too. gets more and more mm. insane as the film progresses. He hams it up big time he, in this. He hams it up, but it's also like a weirdly emotional performance <laughs> where we don't really see it yet, but he he's a guy that is clearly got a lot of like internal conflict yeah and is suffering from a kind of crisis like male pattern baldness crisis <laughs> and this like yeah it's re- it's it, we see it more popping up it's not at first he seems like a very cardboard cutout mm. cartoon and he kind of is but mm. then there's more layers to him later so yeah he is the uh, the warden of this prison mm. and we get his establishing shot of his knuckles that just have fuck you tattooed onto them Mm. and he's got Johnny on the ground and he's saying read fuck you sir 
And again, read. Fuck you. Just keeps this like back and forth of him reading it, punching him in the face. Now, so yeah, Robert England plays a very high strung prison warden. Mm. He's very intense, always angry, always shouting. Uh, but as you said, we get some more layers to him later. But the thing which I want to talk about here. Do you know who Rob Halford is? He's the uh, the vocalist of band Judas Priest. Okay, right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, and I am certain his image was taken from Rob Halford. Let me just show you what what Rob Halford looks like. Okay, so Rob Halford, singer of Judas Priest, famously mm. gay, and always in like the leather, always have these big fucking like sunglasses on. Well, th- this whole film, there's so much gay imagery, yeah, and lots and lots of. Uh, homoerotic tension throughout mm. this. This this is this is Rob Halford. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, he's wearing the same sunglasses. Yeah, he's got the same yeah, hat, the same kind of leathery jacket. That make, would make swear, sense. I swear, yeah, this character yeah. is based off him. But that's what I mean about this film. It feels. I mean, as far as I know, I it, it, yeah, it feels like the kind of film that would be embraced by the LGBTQ like mm. you know world as like this kind of amazing camp, mm. uh, very very gay classic sure but yeah i've never heard of it until you've mm. told me about it yeah it does seem to go me, under yeah. the radar but yeah it does mm. like you said it does seem like a film that would be embraced yeah and kind of like almost like midnight movie kind of like party-esque screenings yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure and mm. yeah i think especially the fact that it, it feels like not a homophobic film but like a film that in a indirect way is celebrating a lot of gay things that that was the feeling i got mm. watching it anyway especially Something, yeah, some characters that we're going to meet later. Well, we've kind of met them, but not their full form yet. <laughs> but so, then mm. the person oh. who fucking comes over, this blew yeah. my mind. Yeah. So we've just seen fucking Freddy Krueger himself. Punch uh, the shit out of Johnny. Shit out yeah. man. And Johnny's all smashed up. Who comes over to fucking help him? The fucking Cenobite himself. Yes. Pinhead. Doug Bradley. Also wearing a very obvious <laughs> wig as well. So both Freddy Krueger and Doug Bradley Pinhead are both wearing these silly wigs. <laughs> both balding or thinning men with wearing yeah. wigs. Yeah. Oh, man. That fuck, that fucking blew my mind mm. that, that both... Freddy Krueger and Pinhead are in this and share a lot of screen time together. Oh, yeah. And also have a very homoerotic yeah. moment. They they have... They subtly build in this film mm. this kind of romantic tension mm. between Freddy Krueger and Pinhead. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Oh, Did you no. get his name? So, Doug Bradley's again? name mm. is Wig. Wig? <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you mentioned about uh, Freddy Krueger's hairline. So, in that scene, he's still wearing his hat, so we don't see yeah, it. Yeah, we haven't but, quite seen yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I will also get to that. Uh, yeah, that's kind of just mind-blowing that we both have both Pinhead and Freddy in yeah. this same <laughs> fucking weird-ass <laughs> movie. And both of them are, are great as well. Oh, yeah. Like, they're, they're both really doing something quite special mm. in this film mm. as well. Do you always find, like, Doug Bradley, like, I know his face, you know, obviously, but when I look at him, I struggle to see him as Pinhead when he's out of the makeup. It mm. really transforms his face when mm. he has that that makeup on. He And he's outside of that makeup. He feels much smaller and weaker. But when he's Pinhead, he's so terrifying and imposing. Mm. I think it's the calmness about him, which is terrifying as, yeah, as yeah, Pinhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've met him. He's a very calm, softly spoken mm. man as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, back to Killer Tongue. <laughs> so 
The two uh, from the beginning who got their lips sewn together are in a toilet now. I don't, I don't know what they're doing, what their story is now, but they're in a toilet. The fat guy's at a, ur- a urinal reading a magazine, and he has this reoccurring thing about him where he can't pee. He's yeah. got, probably got kidney stones or some shit. And he's, he's going, come on, come on, come on. And the other guy, I fucking love this yeah, guy. Th- this, this guy, so his character's he's called Chip. That's right? it, Chip, yeah, Chip. He is, yeah, that's my, my note here. The one playing Chip is absolutely ridiculous. Yes, <laughs> he is. His performance feels like, th- this is the thing about this film. It's not, it's quite hard to explain what this film is like, mm. I think. Because mm. probably when we're explaining it sounds like sort of fun, silly, goofy sort of stuff. And it kind of is, mm-hmm. but it also feels like you're watching some insane play or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah, his, yeah. his performance feels like, it's from some experimental play. Sure, where, sure. And he's he's just cranked up mm. and he's like switching between you know, like dancing and fucking singing and <laughs> slapping fu. things. Yeah. yeah, doing random kung fu. <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of a work of art, his I, performance. It's like Nicolas Cage level sort of stuff. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were gonna love him or absolutely well, hate him. I'm not even sure as well, because uh. I also hated him but right. I, I can recognize it's like it's genius but yeah it's so fucking gotcha. irritating as well so anyways <laughs> this guy's trying to get his piss out he's like come on come on and uh chip he goes you and your fucking bladder will it help if i run the tap at the fat guy i don't know if you heard him he's <laughs> yeah, like yeah yeah, yeah. Like, no i tried that it doesn't work it doesn't work <laughs> like the way he delivers his lines is fucking these ridiculous. guys must be british actors putting on fake accents oh well. i don't know it, it feels so absurd like the way that they're they're talking but it kind yeah. of works for the tone of this film i think maybe yeah I, I don't know actually i didn't look into that anyway so the guy the fat guy taking a piss he's like oh shit come over here and look at this and chip he's like, i've told you a thousand times no i told you a thousand times no 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 He's found a picture in the magazine of the nuns that the guy took earlier on. Yeah. So now they know where Candy is, mm. the the person who betrayed them. So that yeah. starts their journey in this film. And then the best part in that scene, once they've worked it out, oh, he yeah. starts pissing <laughs> and pissing all over Chip's feet. Yeah. But Chip doesn't care. Chip's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Like it, it just plays out like a comedy sketch, you know. Oh, it's like yeah, a really yeah. shitty comedy sure. sketch, yeah, <laughs> or so, a really great comedy sketch. I would oh, say. We love Chip. This film actually that is the best way to describe mm-hmm. this movie. It's like a ninety-minute comedy <laughs> sketch. It's which is great and the nightmare as well. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm a little bit lost as to what happens in this following scene because Candy's driving. She's on her way to Porky's. Uh, as instructed by Johnny through the letter, she somehow drives directly, like, into the prison or where yeah. there's loads of guards. I don't know if they're doing, like, roadside labor well, or well, something. Like, it's, that's the thing that's complicated. Like, it's not really a prison, is it? it? I realized that on the second watch. It's, like, it's, like, a work area, right? It's, like, they're, they're prisoners, but they're oh. at a work site. It's right. Not, it's not right. really... It's not a jail. A jail, jail, yeah. jail, yeah. Which, yeah, confused me the first time in this scene mm. especially. Yeah. Because, as you say, it appears that... Candy just drives through the prison. Sure. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is she doing? And didn't, like, his note also instruct her, like, to not come yeah, there? Don't, don't yeah, don't come there, yeah, which is confusing. But all, all the prisoners start to attack her car mm. as she's coming through, like, kind of absurdly over the top, like, woman kind of thing. Then old Freddy Krueger comes over and just 
batters, yeah. bonks one on the head, <laughs> gives a few bugs, and this guy's bleeding all over the car. And then eventually she she gets through and, mm. and arrives at Porky's. Speaking of not understanding what the fuck location we're in, Porky's, what is that? Yeah, I was going to ask you what so, your feelings on Porky's were. Because was. I was like, wait, so is it like a diner? Is it a love hotel? Is it? I don't know. Anyway. Outside it looks like a diner. Yeah. Or some kind of amusement park or something it's like, like a that. A big old pig yeah. thing on front. Amazing yeah. art direction in this film, mm. I've got to say. Like the whole way through. It's really beautifully designed, this big, ridiculous pig outside. But then inside, it just is kind of like a... Not a normal house, but it doesn't look like a restaurant or anything. No, but they have like this weird, like, cooking scene. And then... Mm. But then, yeah, there are these, like, two-way mirrors in there as well. And yeah. so, I, th- I, th- I thought it was kind of like some weird sleazy, ho- like, motel. But it's, oh, in, the, it's yeah. in the fucking desert. Yeah, who knows, mate? <laughs> Who's staying there? <laughs> But it's an abandoned place That's, as yeah, well, so right? it's so abandoned. It, mm. when they get in, it's like an absolute fucking mess yeah. with all the lights kind of flickering on and off. When you yeah. say there, you mean Candy and her poodles. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I'm going to keep saying they because the poodles are characters in this film. Yeah. She arrives with her dogs and it, it's just an abandoned, filthy mess yeah. in this place. And she's like, we got to get this place cleaned up. So, yeah, that's it. So, that's it. she has to clean up the thing. We cut back to the warden talking to the prisoners, telling them... That he's going to reform them, you know, he's going to get them back on the right path. And uh, this is where, this is this is the first time he takes off his hat. Yeah. And we see the very, very distressing wig that yeah. he's wearing. <laughs> yeah. And everyone who has, who has seen a picture of anything of Robert England or knows yeah. him from anything knows that he has a very recognisable hairline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very distinctive. And he has an insane wig on. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing really up until this point that really, like, defines his character as apart from being, like, this angry guard, you know? Mm. So I was like, wait, that's not his hair. Are they trying to pull off, like, that's yeah. his real hair? There's no fucking way. Um, but then, like, one of the prisoners starts, like, kind of staring at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> like, yeah, he's yeah, clearly yeah. very conscious of his hair. Oh, I really, I love this aspect to his character. It's so good. <laughs> It's really great. It's, it's such an odd thing to write into this. Yeah, it's like it's such a small little thing, but it, it really does kind of come to define his character in a yeah. lot of ways. And the way that he his arc, he actually has a probably the best arc in mm. the film is his arc, <laughs> and it is all based around his his hair. <laughs> I didn't know you could make us like a subplot about you know yeah. like hair and wig be so in depth and deep. Yeah. That there's so many layers to this yeah, hair and wig great. thing. But it is like there should be more films about the the distressing, you know, world of losing your hair. It's fucking awful. It's a horrible thing. But you've got the two of the biggest icons yeah. of horror cinema yeah. and cast <laughs> as balding wig wearing yeah. old Oh, I don't great. think I can watch a Nightmare on Hellraiser yeah, movie just, again. Just be thinking about that wig the whole <laughs> time. Pinhead oh. with his pins on top <laughs> yeah. of the pins is a and wig. A wig. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, so Chip pulls up to the uh, to the nuns' gas station because he knows Candy is uh, lurking around somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I feel like this is the scene. <laughs> Where we really get to see how ridiculous this this actor is, and even in my my notes, I'm just like looking at them now. 
I said, his performance is so ridiculous. Do I hate it or do I love it? That's <laughs> my note. And I'm still not sure. But he he's like talking to this nun, trying to get information. And another nun is like watching this happen, mm. right? So one's like filling up the gas, well, trying to. And he's like staring at this nun who's watching, just like thrusting his crotch at her <laughs> and doing this ridiculous dance. And it's then- like the, the mariachi music playing. <laughs> and as he's dancing at first, the nun's sitting down the chair, she's kind of enjoying it. Yeah. And then he starts <laughs> right as she starts like like retching. <laughs> Oh, so funny. I also love when he's grilling this other nun about- That's Rita. Yeah, Rita, yeah. it's Rita. Yeah, because yeah, he's yeah. asking her the questions and she, and she, she can't, can't talk. Answer, yeah. so. I love, though, when he's like talking about candy and mm. he refers to her dogs. <laughs> Did you know that? what does he say? I'm looking for a nun called Candy. She's one of yours. She's a uh, sexy 20-something lady with some shit queer dogs. <laughs> oh. But oh. this scene, like, I, I, I watched this- Three times, actually. Yeah. And this scene always makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it again this morning, and my partner was in the adjacent room, and I was just fucking creasing up <laughs> to this. It's just so, so ridiculous. Yeah. So so Rita can't get the gas to come out, and uh, and she can't speak, so she can't answer the questions. But, and so Chip is getting more and more frustrated. So he takes the uh, <laughs> takes the gas pump yeah. and starts filleting it. Yeah, it's it's just dis- really <laughs> disgusting. It's really over the top. But he's really going for yeah, it, yeah, like, yeah, staring yeah. at Rita dead in the face while sucking on this gas pump, mm. licking it from top to bottom. Like, and it's so so unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. And again, like another layer of like very homo homoerotic sort oh, of yeah. stuff in this film as well. I love like one of the the nuns come out right, and one of them whacks the yeah. the gas pumping machine, and it just blasts all this petrol into his mouth. Yeah, and and ruins his suit. Yeah, ruins his suit. Oh, and he loves his suit. Yeah, he yeah. says, he says, "What the fuck have you done to my suit? I loved this suit." Yeah. And then that follows on to our next scene. He literally says, I love this suit. And it immediately cuts. And we see another guy driving a truck, poke his head out the window and go, hmm, nice suit. Chip stops the car immediately, reverses and crashes into this truck. The Mm. guy flies out from his windscreen onto the roof of the car. Chip gets out and he's butt naked. This is my best suit. My mother gave me this suit and he like takes the clothes off the other guy <laughs> that shot there's a shot where he's like so he's stolen this trucker's clothes and the <laughs> the trucker's just naked yeah. like sort of tied up right he's like lying face down on yeah. the car all bloodied up naked and Chip's like in the front sort of like waddling along <laughs> and pulling his pants up over his butt Oh, fucking hell, what a ridiculous scene. <laughs> oh, I know. <sighs> now, meanwhile, Rita is uh, praying up something awful fierce. Mm. It's all very, <laughs> all very intense. Like, intense prayer session. She passes out. Don't really know what's going on. Passes out. But um, Candy, meanwhile, is sitting around the newly renovated Porky's, eating with her poodles around a table. Mm. Eating soup. <laughs> soup. Why do you find that so funny? <laughs> Fucking poodle soup. You're not gonna feed a poodle soup. That didn't even occur to me. (laughs) I didn't even realize that. 
And, and seriously, the the absurdity of this image of Melinda Clark sitting at a fucking table with like what is it, four or five poodles just around yeah, with these yeah. bowls of soup in front of them. What fucking stupid film this is. <laughs> <sighs> so Rita's freaking out she's, she's still praying a lot a meteor comes uh, heading down towards her for some reason imagine if you didn't if, if you'd somehow missed the title of this film you didn't know anything about it mm. if you were watching this film and we're a fair ways into the film like mm. a decent amount into the mm. film and then suddenly it cuts to space with a meteor yeah. you'd just be like whoa whoa, whoa hang on wait <laughs> what fucking film am I watching here yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a big shift <laughs> Like, this is where it really goes off the rails. Yes. We've seen a lot of mad shit up until <laughs> this point, but everything we've seen up until now has been relatively, I don't know, it's, restrained, I guess you could say, compared yeah. to what we see from here on. You're right. It's not restrained at all, but compared to what happens now. Yeah. <laughs> so, Meteor crashes, lands in the desert, a shard of it breaks off, somehow goes flying through the desert as if it's got, like, a set course. Mm. Breaks through the window of uh, of Porky's and lands directly into Candy's soup, mm. which then starts bubbling away. So she then, which she doesn't realize, she eats her soup. Immediately reacts. Mm. And when I say reacts, her mouth opens and pink smoke <laughs> yeah. bellows out from of it. And the force that it comes out shoots her up into the ceiling. (laughs) And then she falls down and crashes through the table. Pretty great. It's pretty awesome. She sits back up. Now her hair is black. And something which is kind of bloody and gooey starts, like, coming out of her belly button. Mm. And she's kind of convulsing. uh, this, This black goo is spreading around her body. Her It almost looks like tar. She goes onto all fours and her spine and tailbone pop out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like this weird, gross, sticky, bloody, gooey transformation scene. And then her dogs also eat her soup. Mm, yeah, it's like crushed. It's like fallen off the table, right? Mm. And they run over and start lapping up that soup. Because we all know how much poodles love soup. And they're just going for it. <laughs> I loved this next thing. So she's transformed into mm. this weird, like, SM monster kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, how would you describe how she looks? Yeah. It's hard to explain. This is where, where I also felt like this is similar to her role in Return of the Living Dead 3, of, mm. of this having this weird, almost SM tra- mm. transformation. But yeah, her, her hair, as you said, it's gone black and kind of stringy, like her yeah. hair. Her body is covered. With this skin tight, it kind of looks like she's wearing a skin tight black leather mm. cat suit mm. kind of thing. And yeah, as you said, her her spine's like popping out as well. Mm. But it's it's a bizarre look. It's like a full on skin suit. Yeah, and yeah. like you could. You, and I think I'm not sure if this was like so skin tight that you could see her nipples through it, or they just added the nipples on top. I, I but... think they've added it. That was my feeling. It looked yeah. like they'd added it in, but yeah, it's very like sexualized yeah. kind of suit that she's 100%. in. But also kind of campy as well because it's so ridiculous mm. too. But the, oh my god, so the dogs have eaten the soup and I love this so much. We we hear them barking yeah, and then suddenly the barks <laughs> kind of morph into human screams. <laughs> the first time I was really confused. Like mm. I, I 
like I said, the first time I watched it, I wasn't in the right frame of mind. And I was baffled. Mm. I'm like, wait, what's happening? Yeah. Because then suddenly we just cut to a bunch of dudes. Yeah. Just sort of lying about. And I'm like, what am I, what's happened? Mm. What's going on? And yeah, they've turned into, and the way I've written it in here, drag dogs, where they're like these drag queen dogs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I put all turn into drag queens. Yeah. It's great. It's it's amazing. (laughs) So she wakes up terrified. This is this is the great thing about this film. Her performance as the terrified victim mm. is very very yeah. believable. That's what. Yeah, mm. you're so right. She she the the main thing I noticed throughout this this film is ridiculous, over mm. the top, but she really does not treat it like it's a silly role. No. Right? She she's genuinely fantastic, yeah. and yeah, the moments that she's meant to be distressed and freaked out and. It's very real. Mm. It feels very real. And when she's not in control of her body, you can really feel the stress yeah. of that as well. Yeah. It's a great performance. It yeah. really is. And you believe it. it doesn't matter how ridiculous the scene is. Mm. You believe her trauma. And I think that is what makes this film really good. If her performance was already campy and shit, it wouldn't be as good. Definitely. I agree. Um, so she wakes up and she's terrified. And there are these four naked men. Yeah. Seemingly like chasing her throughout Porky's. So obviously she's she's panicking. She runs away. She uh, locks herself in a room, and then the lights turn on, and the uh, the poodle men find a bunch of clothes yeah. and some disco music plays, and they all they all just start trying on all these yeah. like clothes. But they're like stripper clothes. Oh, maybe that's what Candy's is. It's like a strip club, maybe. <gasps> Ah, oh, with the with the back room to yeah, do some some yeah, extra yeah, business. Yeah. Ah, oh, maybe, could maybe be. That's what it is. Could maybe, be a brothel or something like mm. that. That makes sense. Actually, it does. Yeah. But they're very, very revealing, like PVC, <laughs> weird fucking stripper clothes. The only way, yeah, yeah. stripper clothes. And they're all uh, kind of they kind of like match the colors of the poodles, right? So they're yeah. like they're like matching that color, and they're all kind of they're at different levels of of drag, right? Mm. And what one is kind of like a divine esque kind of kind of uh yeah. drag poodle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, like they're all kind of in their different sort of styles. It's pretty great. Yeah, actually no, saying that about yeah divine that totally makes sense. So just so everyone knows what these poodle drag poodles mm. are looking like. So her four poodles turned into so we've got two middle aged black men, one very balding white chubby man who i guess is the uh the divine-esque character mm. he, he um, was my favorite of the the drag <laughs> he queens, was pretty yeah. great and then a young male model-esque guy mm. yeah yeah he he's less in drag and more just in these sort of very outrageous clothes mm. but not necessarily drag yeah. yeah his name's rudolph as well rudolph <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so after we've met these drag poodles in their in their final form who will become very important characters in this. We go back to the prison. Yeah, Freddy Krueger, again, the the guard. He's talking to this prisoner called Flash. Was that uh, his name? Yeah, Flash. <laughs> he's talking about how he's worried about Johnny's rehabilitation. He's basically getting Flash to help him out with Johnny, basically sabotage mm. Johnny. And if he'll do that, he'll, he'll put in a good word for him. Yeah, so then we see Johnny and... Old mate Pinhead or Wig in this film. Wig. They're, they're like outside and they're, 
I think it's like an outhouse, like a tin outhouse. Oh, the chief's toilet? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like dragging out to mm. somewhere. And we see like this flash guy who's been, you know, coaxed into sabotaging Johnny. He's like treating Johnny like shit and trying to fight him. But Johnny already knows what's going on. Mm. He knows that, that Flash is uh, doing Freddy Krueger's dirty work for him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And then we go, we go back to the drag poodles and we get the best line of the film <laughs> I think by I far. So, like, Candy, who's just had this, like, really distressing transformation into this weird new alien creature, gets woken up. By the drag poodles now, and all they're all in like full drag now. Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, 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 who are you, kind of thing? And they're like, it's us, your bitches. Remember, little fluffy things. That was so perfect. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, oh, I love that. Amazing. <laughs> I love it. And then we get the knock at the door, and it's a uh, chip, right? Mm. So you know, so barges in, starts screaming, "I want my money!" Candy just kisses him. And like you said his before, his performance is on a fucking 11. It's so jacked up. And he goes, take it easy, Candy. I know you haven't had any for a while, being in the nunnery and all, but calm down. <laughs> and she's in this weird, she can't really control her, her instincts. Mm. So she's, I guess, horny is the best way to put it. Or hungry. Or hungry. Her stomach keeps uh, growling as mm. well, right? Mm. And she's saying, please help me, please help me. My dogs have changed. And she's going, uh, uh, she can't get her words out. She goes, I, 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 and, and then he goes, I, 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 starts doing this ridiculous karate chop dance thing, <laughs> listening to this mariachi music. Meanwhile, Candy's just crying in the corner. I fucking loved it. <laughs> loved his performance. This is his most out of control scene. For it sure. really it's, is. It's just bonkers. But she like she can't control herself, so she's like you know coming onto him, like touching him, and she's like, ah, oh, he's all right. Well, don't beg, don't beg. All right, fix me up some lunch. I'm gonna take a bath, and then you can like suck me off. I think is what he says. He actually says, and then you can suck me dry and call me Dusty. Call me Dusty. His name's Chip. Why would you call him Dusty? He's been sucked dry, so he's Dusty now. Oh, no. Is that what that means? I guess so. Have you ever called someone Dusty? No. <laughs> is that what that is? Call me Dusty. I, I don't think it's a thing. Is I that not? Is that I just I don't, I don't think it's mad? a thing. It's just you, this bizarre like, line. That's suck me until I, until I turn Dusty. Is that... <laughs> suck, suck me dry and call me Dusty. <laughs> Can't say I've come across that one. <laughs> so, um, so, Melinda Clark's character, Candy, she's stumbling around trying to make some food she goes to the fridge oh, her poodle part. men are like watching in the background and she's in the fridge her tongue keeps like shooting out and then retracting back in she pulls out a chicken like a whole roast chicken her tongue shoots out of her mouth and into the chicken's cavity <laughs> and starts like flapping around inside this chicken <laughs> Yeah. Like, and she's gone like, <laughs> and the poodles are watching like in disbelief <laughs> she's holding this chicken in front of her head it's just being connected by her tongue and this chicken just explodes it explodes and sends chicken like all around the room all over her poodles keep in mind as I mentioned before her like her distress is so <laughs> believable. Yeah, yeah. So, but what we're seeing is so ridiculous. So she's clearly at her wit's end, but she's tongue fucking a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so the chicken's done. It's been exploded. 
<laughs> so she tries to cook up some eggs. Um, I loved, I just loved her trying to cook because it's <laughs> like, because she's in this state of panic. Yeah. She can't really control her body. And as you said, there's distress on her face, mm. but it's so ridiculous what we're watching her, like panickingly <laughs> trying to cook something with a frying pan. And then it gets even better because then she goes into where Chip is. So he's in the bathtub, yeah. having a bubble bath <laughs> with a, a towel over his face. And she walks in with the frying pan <laughs> still, frying just pan. and she's like, "Help me, help me!" Just with this like frying pan. And then, as he's in the bath, her tongue, massive alien tongue, yeah. killer tongue, flops out, goes into the bubble bath, and starts filleting Chip. I guess because it's like under the bubble, so we don't see it. But it's like, blah, 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 blah. but he's, but he's, as this is happening, he's like explaining a recipe to yeah. her. In this, like, mansplaining <laughs> yeah. this recipe, yeah. but he's also, you know, getting tongued at the same mm-hmm. time. So he's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he ends up pulling the towel off his face. She goes over to him, starts kissing him, but then immediately the killer tongue comes out, and we get this ridiculous digital looking yeah. shot of the tongue moving through his body, like down yeah. into his body, and he's freaking out as she's kissing him. Until it eventually explodes out of the bottom of the bathtub. So, mm. it's gone through his body and then out through the bottom of the bathtub, which then, like, you know, drains out all this blood oh, and, and water. Oh, it's a beautiful shot. It's pretty amazing. Shot. And it's probably a good point to say as well, the effects in this movie are mm. fucking stellar. Oh, yeah. They are really good. Mm. Like, the tongue looks fucking great. And, like, all the violence is really impressive. This is sort of the first scene that we're really starting to see this like tongue sure. tongue action kind of tongue action tongue action yeah, tongue action, tongue action. Well, yeah. uh yeah that 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 bloody bath as it all just yeah. shoots out from the bottom oh it's great mm. but and chip's un- done unfortunately that's the end of chip that's the end of chip but i wish you would I- you say unfortunately but that was probably enough of him i would say he did he he didn't overstay his welcome yeah. so that's had, had he been in this longer i think it might have outstayed as well sure it was it was it was a good amount it was good it was good while it lasted yeah and sure. but that that recipe thing was great yeah she's like, she's like, she's like i don't know what to do and he's like sure you do darling here's what you do you get a frying pan you put some olive oil in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh. so then back to the prison work site. Oh, yeah. That outhouse that we saw them driving mm. earlier. Uh, old mate Freddy Krueger, Robert England. <laughs> he's he's in there setting up on the toilet. And this is where we're starting to get more layers to his character. Sure. So he, he looks up and on the ceiling of uh, the roof of this mm. uh, outhouse, it, it just all these cutouts of naked men. <laughs> and he's like, hello, boys. <laughs> so we're sort of starting to see like his repressed internal kind of mm. conflicts and stuff as well. And <laughs> I want to see, get your take on this because I didn't quite understand mm-hmm. what happened. But basically, he's starting to take off his pants and then he seems, he appears to pull the flush. Sure. For some reason. But there wouldn't be a flush of it's an ass. But anyway, he, he pulls something. <laughs> and then we cut to outside the outhouse and Flash, the guy mm. that he had encouraged to fuck with Johnny to, mm. to kind of mess him up. He is on some bizarre looking contraption. Yeah. I don't know how to say it. Like a reverse catapult or something. Sure. Like tied up to this thing. Mm. And by him pulling that cord, mm. it has made Flash then collapse onto the outhouse yeah. and destroy it. Yeah. 
But I, I don't quite quite get how it happened. But all the prisoners are, like, in on this, and it's some kind of prank that he's pulled. Mm. But did that... Flash doesn't die. No, we see him later. But we so, see him yeah, later. he hasn't died, but yeah. it's, it looks like something that would kill someone. <laughs> he crushed an outhouse with yeah. his body. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that... I don't know the mechanisms behind that. I don't know what happened. Yeah. But just before he pulls that lever, we get a, a shot from outside looking at the outhouse. And it's kind of like shaking back and forth. Mm. So I'm wondering, is he supposed to be like jerking off in there whilst looking at these like men? I didn't even think of that, but yeah, that would make sense. He's like, morning boys. And he like undoes his zip and you get this like little like shuffle from the outside. That makes sense. Yeah. I didn't even think of that or or notice Mm. that. But yeah, that that definitely makes some sense. Yeah. Which is also quite great. Yeah. <laughs> you got Freddy Krueger jerking off in an outhouse. Oh, it's fucking nuts. The, the next bit's also one of my favorite bits as well. Yeah. I loved all the little details uh-huh. of this film. I think I actually, you know what? I fucking love this You film. love this <laughs> He's converted. I, I, I thought I, I, I wasn't sure what I thought the first time. Mm. And the more I think about it, and on that, especially that second watch, I, I'm starting to really... Love it. The more I think about it. Yeah, Chip's being killed. Right, he's dead. He's mm. gone. We're back at Porky's, so we hear this like banging techno music yeah, yeah. playing, and Candy's like, "Oh, what's going on?" And she comes outside, and all the drag poodles are painting the outside of Porky's pink. Yeah, and it's just, it's just so good. It's just, it's just something so great about that moment. It didn't really need to be in the movie, but it just adds this layer of chaos mm. to it. Just fab. Brilliant. Oh, so funny. And then Candy's back inside in the kitchen. Yeah, she, she, she she's like, ah, she's she's, she's had enough. She yeah. wants to get rid yeah. of this alien tongue that has <laughs> has appeared in her mouth. So she's pulling out her tongue and she has what do you call it? Like, it's like a kitchen it's an electric, electric saw. cutter thing. Yeah, electric kitchen saw kind of thing. And um she's trying to to cut off the tongue mm. with this saw. Then it just comes out fully. Mm. So we mm. see the full extent of this tongue. It turns around and slaps her in the face. And then it starts to write uh, on her forehead using mm. blood. And it just writes, eat. Yeah. Then one of the drag poodles, Rudolph, <laughs> Rudolph comes over and licks the blood yeah. off uh, Melinda Clark's face, off yeah. Candy's face. It's just and, and she goes, Rudolph, what are we going to do? <laughs> and he says, we're going to feed you. <laughs> and she's not happy about that, is she? No. No. She wants to get this fucking tongue out of her she doesn't want to mm-hmm. eat uh so she freaks out she's got rudolph in a in a headlock or something yeah. <laughs> but she gives the poodles a note to pass on to uh johnny and oh one of the other dogs Portia, the other dog <laughs> is uh it stays behind and that's that's the um ah, the divine the divine looking, looking guy yeah. yeah the best one for sure yeah, yeah, like, yeah she wouldn't need a dog would she yeah <laughs> yeah Portia. that's a great performance I, i'm not sure who the actor is but the actor playing that Portia character was a real highlight of this film. Really fantastic. He, he's, or she, I don't know. That's got to be a British actor. There are some scenes which is like, sounds so, so British. Right, yeah. right, right. Which I was like, I thought, was this character purposely made British? Because that would also be brilliant. <laughs> right. The way she delivers some of her lines. It's like, it's like, oh, darling, I wish you would eat your dindins. <laughs> yeah. So, yep, the, the poodles, the drag poodles, other than, what was it? Porsche. Porsche. Uh, are off to go and 
find Johnny pass along that note. So they're driving through the desert. Uh, Robert England, Freddy Krueger himself. <laughs> Can we always <laughs> refer to him as sure, that? Sure. Freddy Krueger himself. This is. I think this actually might be a, an unofficial sequel. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he has all the prisoners lined up and he's trying to work out who oh, yeah. did this prank, right? Yeah. Who did this out, outhouse prank. <laughs> And um, he puts a stone on, he like sort of pushes Johnny down to the ground, puts a stone on his head and then golf yeah. swings yeah. in using his shotgun and yeah. smacks <laughs> off the stone. So we've kind of set up this thing of where he's trying to find out who did this. Mm. And then we're back to the, the nuns. We haven't seen them in a while. But, oh, yes. But Rita's in there. And this is the scene that I realized that she was mute. So oh, we're right, right. so far into the film because she, and she's like, like just like unable to communicate sure am i oh she's mute i feel like that wasn't established it but, really was <laughs> but yeah she's trying to explain you know what happened and she's showing this drawing of the media mm. and uh all the other nuns are just eating disgustingly <laughs> the soup everyone's yeah. like slopping down the <laughs> soup it's so gross it's so slurpy and and awful and but rita's just freaking out mm. and she runs out Goes over to the vending machine, smashes it open, sort of cutting herself as she does it. And she's stealing all the stuff from the vending machine and running off. She, and then, yeah. she, she could go to hell for that. Yeah, she's a yeah, nun. Yeah. She's stealing. Can't do that. <laughs> she's a lot of things she does in this that she'll be going to hell for, I reckon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't say so myself. <laughs> and then what, one of the, the nuns that's eating starts like cho- yeah. choking on yeah. her soup, right? And What's that about? Gagging and, cho- and choking and she runs outside and starts vomiting yeah. as she's out there. The other nuns run out mm. to sort of help her. We see that the drag poodles mm. have come past and have kidnapped <laughs> this vomiting nun. Yeah. Yeah. So they've like the nun that went outside for her, they've kidnapped her. And then we cut to the boot of the car and see that there's this man. I think that's the trucker. Yeah, I was gonna say, is that the trucker? <laughs> yeah. How did he fucking end up in there? I this don't know. that guy goes through fucking hell in this film. Yeah, I was gonna ask you that, because like is, if that is the trucker, he has the most He's having a bad nightmare. day. Yeah. So I, I guess they found him along the way, but mm. we didn't see that happen. And then sure. throw him into the boot of the car. We don't we don't see the nun kidnapping either. They're no, just, just in, in the in car. There. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that scene with the nun just like choking and vomiting profusely for yeah. no reason yeah. whatsoever is what why why? It's bad soup, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I I love as well this this next scene. This is with Portia, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we love Portia right. with Candy, and and yeah, she's there with Portia. <laughs> Portia's like cooked this food, and she's just like real sassy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This sassy poodle. Oh come on, sweetie, eat your din dins. I spent hours on that dish. It's so and she's like doing the ironing at the yeah, same yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. And then oh well, with that iron as well. So Candy, while Portia's got her back turned, pulls out the killer alien tongue and grabs the hot iron and yeah like slams it down onto mm. the the tongue right but the tongue attacks her and starts wrapping around her, her head at the, this point and we get this absolutely insane kind of fight sequence yeah between melinda clark and her tongue <laughs> and she's basically the tongue's like wrapped around her face and she ends up putting it in a toaster at one point, <laughs> trying to blast it in the toaster. The tongue kind of wraps around one of the rafters mm. on the ceiling and pulls her up. So she's sort of swinging from her tongue. <laughs> and then 
as she's like swinging, she swings herself over to where the knives are in the mm. kitchen, grabs a knife, and starts trying to cut open, cut off the tongue, right? Yeah, cut, yeah. Like free herself, and the tongue cuts open in this gas again. It's we like see that, that red like, kind smoke of smoke, yeah, starts spilling out, and it sort of blows her through through the room. She like slams against the the wall. The effects were so fucking uh, it's good, right? And it's so fast. Yeah, it's You're really like, what fast. The fuck am I watching now? Wait, wait. Now there's smoke. Now she's flying around it's the great. room. It's such like, a great combination of excellent effects like these kind of mm. crazy puppet effects and then there's like a lot of reversed footage I yeah think. plus also really great stunt work yeah and like this, this amazing set it's incredible I'm, I'm so glad that they had like an animatronic tongue oh yeah and like they didn't fucking cgi it exactly because- can you imagine how shit this mm. film would be if it was made now like it uh, just would be terrible it would and the tongue is really gross mm, like mm. They, they've, they've done really well with the the the, the effects and all the um What's the word? Like the, un- the under part of the tongue, yeah, you get yeah. the really veiny, gross. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. slightly blue and purplish. The tongue design. Mm. I mean, you got to think there's not much room for design in a tongue, mm. but they've done a really fucking good job with it this one. Looks like a real tongue, <laughs> except it's like fucking twenty foot long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Rita's escaped. She takes off her nun suit and um, and goes off into the desert. Mm. So she's she's on her own path now. Yeah. She's done with the nunnery, done with uh, pumping gas. We come back to her later, though. Oh, I love this next part as well. We've got uh, Freddy Krueger with all the the prisoners lined up again. And he's got all these... It doesn't... He doesn't really explain what he's going to do, but he's got these electrified wires... And oh, he's, he's gonna do some cock and bull torture. Yeah, yeah. He's like, it? he's yeah. threatening to blast, blast yeah. people's balls. <laughs> <laughs> but then we, but this doesn't end up happening because they're suddenly distracted oh. by the poodles, the drag poodles. Oh yeah, up on a hill in the distance, <laughs> uh, with the prison work area below. And they're dancing yeah. to this techno music. It's just as about Wig. Wig is just about to get blasted. So yeah. Freddy's just about to do some ball torture to yeah. Pinhead when we yeah. get this explosion and everyone's distracted. And the chief is fucking living. Like, what the fuck? And you get this, yeah, like you said, drag queens dancing in the distance. And then Ralph, the other guard, comes running out and he just goes, he's a genius. You're such yeah. a creative guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't even make any... Who's he talking to? He's like, you should have been an artist or a librarian. <laughs> I don't know who he's actually delivering those lines to. I did not understand that um, at all. But it's all a distraction, mm, isn't mm. it? Rudolph comes uh, comes sneaking around. He's sniffing, sniffing all the people. <laughs> he's uh, essentially a dog. So he's sniffing all the inmates trying to find Johnny and uh, stuffs a, no- a note in his mouth. Mm. I thought, like, you know, I thought it was gonna like help him. No, he just, just puts a note in his mouth and walks off. Yeah, just gives him the note. Yeah, and the note just says, "I've been kidnapped. Help." That's it. That's it. That was a lot of work for a lot of nothing. And Johnny's reaction to this is basically to just start shouting that he was the one that mm. did the thing to Flash, right? Yeah, because uh, he's got like a plan to escape, right? Oh. Yeah, he just admits to doing this prank mm. as his ploy to to get out of this there's a lot of like subplots in this Mm. which are very pointless and very Mm. poorly written in (laughs) very very poorly written in and very Mm. pointless and this is kind of one of many there's just a lot of chaos Mm. there's a lot of chaos going around and i suppose you could say like narratively pointless but it also is part of what this film is as well like it's part of the the tone and the energy Mm. of the film Mm. 
and it's exhausting. Mm. This is, no matter what mood you're in, this is a fucking exhausting film. Shit. Like, by the end of it, you're just like, fucking hell. Because it's constantly going and going and going. And there's yeah. so much happening all the time. Mm. Which is why I was, like, laughing that you, you thought this would be an easy one to explain. Because yeah. just, there's just so much. There's so much. I, uh, I, I wasn't in the right head, headspace when I recommended this. <laughs> So next, uh, we're, we're back in the uh, sleeping quarters. The chief is tucking all the uh, the, the inmates in at night. Did you and- notice there was a f- framed yes, wig? Yes, yeah, so that's wigs, wig collection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so all the inmates are sleeping and chief's walking around and he looks at wig, uh, Doug Bradley, and he kind of like takes a peek under his wig right, to see yeah, what yeah. it looks like underneath. Um, he goes over to the window and there's a dove. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the desert. Yeah. <laughs> and he pulls in this dove who he takes quite a liking to. Tell you what, we'll call you Johnny. Yeah. So now, because, you know, Johnny, the inmate, he's leaving, he uh, he has a new Johnny. He puts mm. his love into this dove that he's found. Yeah. And gives him the same name. This is, I love this stuff because it, it just adds <laughs> this weird layer mm. that, as you say, maybe unnecessary, maybe didn't need to be there, but it... But it makes the character much more. Oh, this, interesting. this definitely needed to be. Yeah, yeah. It just it just makes him so much more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. he's clearly like in love with Johnny and in mm. love with his prisoners, and then has this dove that he becomes like weirdly obsessed with. <laughs> oh, that was <laughs> Johnny's driving uh, through. Uh, he's, he's he's driving with the guard through the desert. The guard is kind of like standing up in this car. They're in like a, a desert jeep or whatever, and there's all mm. these like weird fucking statues and things on the windshield on mm. top of the um. On like the religious roof, statues yeah. And stuff, yeah. And Johnny sees something. He breaks suddenly. The guard flies forward, starts deep throating the uh, statue of Mary. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really like he's stuck on it. He's like yeah. bleeding out of the mouth. That's quite <laughs> fucked. <laughs> but they've uh, arrived at the meteor that landed, mm. and it's kind of like glowing this fluorescent pink. And mm. so the guard gets out. He goes towards it. And he's, he's off screen and Johnny's just kind of watching. And you just hear this guard groaning with pleasure. We don't know what he's doing, but apparently it feels pretty good. And then Johnny kind of starts to approach and all we hear him say is, Son of a... Before this fucking blast of blood and guts flies into his face. Son of a... It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful, bloody, gory mess. Yeah, and then we we see the nun that's been kidnapped, right? So we're we're back to her and the driver of the car and mm. the drag poodles are kind of bringing her back to the the house mm. and saying they're going to be food for mummy. Oh, oh yeah, no, the nun's got she's like got a dog collar on and she's tied up. She's attached yeah. to the oven. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is like we're seeing that they're like collecting food yeah. for oh. the for the killer tongue. And then yeah, we we do jump around a lot here. Oh yeah. But... This is really this this was the point which was the part which was so difficult to mm. make notes and, on. And I actually wanted to ask you if you understood this because even after two watches I didn't get it. But when we go back to Johnny, mm. he's in the desert mm. covered with blood. Mm. He has a pickaxe stabbed mm. through his chest. The, what, how did when how did that happen? The only <laughs> explanation I can think of is that somehow through the blast that flew into his chest. Right. Okay. Yeah. 
There's no other explanation I can think of. Sure. You don't really see it clearly, right? But no. Yeah, but basically, he's still alive, but he's got this, like, pickaxe mm. shoved into his chest. We also see uh, Robert England again, who <laughs> is kind of slipping in and out of sleep. And he, he wakes up and um, takes off his wig yeah. and puts it in his cap. And he's, like, got a home for Johnny the Dove. <laughs> yeah. But he goes, he goes, now you'll never have to leave your nest again. <laughs> and I was like, I was, I was looking at it. And this is kind of, I think the first time we see that, like his natural hairline, or we see him like peel off of the wig. The true. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, oh, there's that hairline we all know and love. Yeah. Yeah. We all know and love. <laughs> oh, everyone loves Robert England's hairline. <laughs> it's so iconic. It is. But yeah, and he's made a nest for Sajoni <laughs> <laughs> but he oh, he realizes that something's gone wrong. Johnny's not back, <laughs> and he he fires the gun, his shotgun, waking up all all the prisoners. <laughs> yeah, and oh my god, this next part as well. We're back to the drag poodles. Oh, and they've they've got the the nun, and they've kind of giving her a fucked up makeover. Yeah, they've put her in like a pink wig, doing all her makeup, and she is obviously not pleased about this. <laughs> And it's not, and she's like, we should explain as well. She's like an older nun. Oh well. yeah, like maybe in her fifties or sixties. She's no Rita, no Rita, that's for sure. <laughs> we're, we're we're jumping back and forth a lot, but we have the um, we have the poodles like force feeding the the trucker man mm. who's like stuffed in a fridge. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they've drilled a hole on top of the, like through the top of the fridge. Yeah, the, and they have a funnel on top, and they're just. Force feeding him. <laughs> this poor truck. Yeah. And he's going, go on, eat it up. Don't say I don't care. Yeah. This poor guy. Candy comes back. They have uh, lined up this nun, post-makeover nun in a pink wig, mm. ready for her to eat. So Candy walks into the nun's room. We think she's about to devour her with her new weird tongue power. But, well, first we get this strange tit-fucking-tongue scene. Yeah, it's like so weird. Some sexy music starts playing. The tongue comes out of her mouth and essentially it goes down on her. Doesn't it write? It writes in blood again, right? Oh, it it does, yeah. Give me on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay, it's going to eat the mm. nun but instead as you say it, it becomes almost like a fucking tentacle porn yeah Japanese kind of porn film <laughs> or something where the tongue's like rubbing over her body and yeah like oh. just go yeah it's fucking weird and it's she's kind of like wanking yeah. off yeah and I, <laughs> we can only assume that it's like licking her out but mm. as you know from the from the mouth of the tongue, you know, it's dead center of her body, so it's like sandwiched in between her yeah. tits, and it's all like lubed up and stuff. It's, yeah. it's like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah, like if someone were to come in during that scene, everyone would just be like, "Oh, you're just watching tentacle porn." Yeah, like there's no other way to interpret that. Very much what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. and which also made me kind of think at that point, I cannot believe Melinda Clark did this. Yeah, and <laughs> she's doing it really well yeah as well like that that's the other thing yeah <laughs> like i can't imagine someone would like read this script and be like oh yeah this seems like something i'd like to add to my uh my portfolio yeah <laughs> um so we after the strange like titty fucking scene uh she goes to eat the nun but rita has found the meteor so we're getting this like back and forth between the candy story and the rita story rita's found the uh, meteor and she strikes it with a pickaxe. Mm. Apparently there's just pickaxes everywhere. Yeah, that, that was the other thing I'm like, wait, was that the pickaxe that was in the chest? I was so confused. It's like this extra 
fucking pickaxe out mm. of nowhere. Mm. So as as she's striking, the meteor candy like kind of loses her uh, her strength. But then the tongue begins to transform. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the tip of the tongue breaks into like three separate parts. So it's almost just like some weird fucking claw coming out the uh, tip of this tongue. And uh, and Rita like scoops up the piece of the meteor that she chips off. Whilst doing that, we we know that it like heals the cut from on her hand that she mm. uh, that she uh, cut herself on the vending machine, and uh, and also gives her the ability to talk. Yeah, so, yeah. the tongue suddenly talking. Yeah. So this candy. meteor, so it either gives you a long twenty foot tongue. Yeah. It cures your wounds. And gives you the ability to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a pretty big fucking gamble, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so she also... We've got this tongue stuff coming. So the tongue's turned into this three-pronged mm. speaking tongue. So it's kind of like if you imagine like a hand. <laughs> yeah. Like you've got your hand and you're making your hand talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, kind of what it's like. And also its voice <laughs> is so fucking irritating. It's like, oh, well, what's going on? It's like this <laughs> stupid yeah. fucking voice. God damn, I'm sexy. Yeah. Well, excuse me. Get out of my body. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Grow legs and rent an apartment? While this is happening as well, Rita is taking this kind of glowing substance mm. from the meteor. Mm. And she brings it over to to Johnny, mm. who still has this pickaxe in his chest, right? She pulls it out and sprinkles it over him and it heals him as well. So even though yeah. Johnny's just had a pickaxe through the chest, he's now... Totally okay, back to normal, good stuff. But w- but when she's doing that, I'm not really sure why she did this. She also handcuffs Johnny to the yeah, car, yeah, for some reason. So now he's he's like fine, but he's fucking handcuffed to a car. Yeah, this this is what I was saying. Like the the way they introduce subplots to this film is just fucking atrocious. Mm-hmm. So I I wonder if she like was trying to like restrain him while she's pulling out this pickaxe. But yeah, she handcuffs him, pulls out the thing, heals him, and then. She goes to like unlock the key, the, the handcuff, and he mm. goes, oh, you know, he's thinking, "Are you an angel?" Mm. And she freaks out and runs off. So now he's in the desert, handcuffed to a car for the next twenty minutes of the movie. Yeah, which is which is the fucking worst way to write in a subplot. Yeah. It's like, oh, we need we need a bit more runtime. What should we do? Handcuff him to the car. <laughs> you know. But just before that, like, uh, there's a scene that I absolutely love. So so Johnny's like moaning in pain and because he's in the uh the the police car if you will the the warden can somehow hear him there's like mm. a speaker radio thing so the warden's listening in and he's like johnny johnny i'll get you i'll get you i'll get you for this you bastard and he's like <laughs> and he's like freaking out and um and then he goes all right no more mr nice guy and Wig is up on top of a pole. Wig as in Doug Bradley Wig. Yeah. And he shoots shoots him <laughs> yeah. with a shotgun. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> he's he's so angry. Yeah. And we never know why. All we can hear is Johnny like screaming in pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Robert Inglis' character, Freddie, he's saying, I'll get you for this, you bastard. <laughs> like, get you for what? What's he doing? <laughs> and he, anyway, he shoots Wig, who falls off the pole. As he lands, his wig <laughs> flops <laughs> off. <laughs> and then he shoots the wig. Oh, man. That was so good. <laughs> the, wig, the wig getting shot was just the perfect end to that. <laughs> yeah, so wig. a lot just happened uh, there. Yeah. Basically, just as a summary, 
So now we've got Johnny. He's attached to a car, stuck yeah. in the desert. Mm. Rita's off doing whatever. She's now got that glowing meteor. She's carrying that around oh, with yeah. her. Doug Bradley's wig's been shot off. <laughs> but he's all right, though. He's, okay. he's got a few more. He's got some stock left. And the tongue has now morphed into a talking three-pronged tongue. Mm. And that's it. That's what we're up to at this point. Pretty good summary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, we have we get a brief uh, shot or scene of uh, Candy's character who's had enough and she goes to cut her wrists. She's like, I'm not doing it anymore. She goes to kill herself, cuts her wrist, falls on the floor. Next scene. We follow Rita. So Rita uh, <laughs> somehow finds the uh, the fat guy from the beginning. Mm, one of the, yeah. the robber, robber yeah. guys. Trying to piss, as yeah. he seems to only do in this film. Yeah. And he's, he's up against this bush. And he's... <laughs> It's kind of confusing at first because yeah. he, he's like referring to his dick as Freddy. Yeah, he calls his dick Freddy. Come on, Freddy, do your business and let's get out of here. Oh, that's got that's got to be a, a dig to Robert England, though, hasn't it? Do you reckon? You can't not have Robert England in a film and not refer to something as Freddy. <laughs> I don't know about that. Come on, that's that, a bit of a stretch. But like, it can't be coincidence that you have Freddy Krueger. Who gets called Freddy, and this guy call his dick Freddy. That can that cannot be a coincidence. I think it might be. No, <laughs> come on, Freddy. He calls his dick Freddy. You got Freddy Krueger in this movie. I, I'd only I'd only bite if he was calling it Freddy Krueger, the full name. <laughs> but anyway, he's he's standing in a, a bush. He's going, "Come on, Freddy. Come on, Freddy. You can do it." Finally, gets some piss out. The bush like starts like vibrating as yeah. he's pissing into it, and Rita steals his car. Mm. She could go to hell for that. Yeah. So she drives the Porkies. the uh, the drag do- the drag dogs <laughs> recognize drag, her. Drag dogs <laughs> recognize her immediately, and they're like, "Ah, oh, it's the uh, it's the sweet smelling one that always gave us treats." And they uh, they dress her up in their like stripper clothes. So, and this is where we get the like weird two-way mirror scene. Mm. Candy is back to uh, eat this nun that mm. they've captured. And for some reason, the uh, the drag poodles and Rita, for some reason, <laughs> are just watching yeah. on the other side of the magic mirror. Uh, Candy goes up to, to the nun, deep kisses her. But from what we saw before, we can just imagine the tongue is going through her body. All of the dog men are cheering her on. Rita is fucking horrified. As you would be. As you would be. Then the nun is dead. Candy shoots her tongue through the mirror and it wraps around Rita's neck. And the poodles, poodles love Rita. Leave her alone, you greedy thing. Because she's a sweet smelling one who gave them treats. Yeah. And, uh, and like slap the tongue off. But the tongue's still hungry. He says, tie her up. He's mm. going gonna to save her for later. I quite like this next bit as well. We we go back to uh, Robert England with Johnny the Dove again. He's trying to, <laughs> he's trying to feed it. Yeah. He's like, come on, eat your fucking dinner. <laughs> Is it like a dead fly or something? Yeah. It just goes for quite a while. And then uh, it doesn't eat it. And he sort of flings the, the dove yeah. away. <laughs> it's just a 
fucking stupid little scene. Oh, and this is where the uh, the fat man, the the robber from the beginning, finds Johnny like tied to the car, right, mm. and shoots him in the leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shoots him in the leg, but nearby we got the meteor, mm. which has this overwhelming presence. So the fat guy goes up to the um, to the meteor, which apparently feels pretty good. I was also baffled by this because like he's yeah as you said he shot johnny in the leg for no real reason yeah other than that he's just annoyed at him uh demanding the money and then his stomach starts to growl so like, oh he's got the shits right but instead of shitting he goes over to the meteorite and starts pissing on it again he's just constantly <laughs> pissing for a man who can't piss very well, he pisses yeah. a lot in this film. And- oh, dude, this was so funny. So he's he's pissing on this glowing rock. As you said before, he's going nuts. He's like loving it yeah. as he's pissing on it. And then he's like, I've got a boner. <laughs> and I feel like the way that he says that line, there's an implication that he's like impotent and yeah. can't get a boner as sure. well. And then what happens to him? He just fucking blows up <laughs> mid-piss. Mid boner, mid piss. Oh yeah, that's right. And as he's, he's like, oh, I've got a boner, and you see the piss stream getting higher as he. Ah. Oh god. And Johnny's still, still tied to the car. Just gets fucking now rained upon with bloody blood and guts yeah. and piss he, boners. He, he already did get covered with blood before, so now he's got two men's blood over ah. him. <sighs> so Johnny's tied to the car. He can't move. And he can't, he can't break free. So what does he decide to do? Push the fucking car through the desert. <laughs> like, whoever thought that was a good idea. Meanwhile, Candy's stomach starts, like, expanding and retracting. Mm. So we kind of learn here that she's somehow pregnant. Perhaps from that weird sexual tentacle fuck scene before, maybe. So she can impregnate herself now? Yeah, her like tongue? the tongue has basically impregnated her and we did see that in the first shot that shot that i love so much when mm. it pulls out we've we can kind of see that she's pregnant in that shot as well right yeah our baby will carry something of us into the future you never know it could bring love peace and happiness into the world save the the whales and then the dolphins and, and the prawns and little things that crawl and go lucky and all the rest of that shit oh god what a uh, weird film <laughs> Rita's uh, now tied to the bed because oh, yeah. the tongue wants to eat her later. Just a little, little s- tangent. The bed, fucking love that bed. It's like a pig <laughs> bed. Yeah, yeah. It's got this pig frame, beautifully designed. Great little piece of art direction there. I think you love this movie. Don't know if I love it, but I love aspects about it. I think you love it. So she's tied to this bed, and Johnny's tied to the car. Right? He's oh. like handcuffed to the car. So we've got the t- these two characters both strung up to mm. heavy objects now. And, and she somehow does a runner, still tied to the bed. She kind of, because wheel- it's on wheels, so she drags it out of Porky's and does a runner off into the desert whilst attached to this bed. Candy, meanwhile, goes to the prison to find Johnny. Mm. And from here is where things go up another notch. Yeah. With uh, Robert England's character yeah, especially. Great. This is my favorite role of his mm. like i know everyone as as rightly so loves him as freddy krueger <laughs> yeah. and he will always be known as freddy krueger but everything from here on is just so 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 fun he and is the best he character he delivers yeah. this character 
so well. It doesn't yeah. matter how ridiculous it, it is. It's just perfect. And he just does it so well. And even even though it's shit, he, he doesn't feel like... He doesn't give off a vibe that he's too good for this role, oh, you know? definitely not. No. He's taking it seriously. It's it great. Oh, it's incredible. So, he's drinking in the, uh, the, the sleeping quarters, if you want to call it that. And uh, Wig is talking to him. And he's like, you feeling lonely tonight, Chief? He's like, lonely? I don't know the meaning of the word. Candy opens the door mm-hmm. and fucking brains him. Mm-hmm. She slams the door open and we get this, like, explosion of blood come flying over the top of the door. No, that's not what happens. Hang on. Hang on, wait, wait. No, no, no. I Wait, unless I've misunderstood it, she slams the door into him and he shoots himself in the head accidentally. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think so. I thought she opened it with such force that she fucking... Broke no, his... you, you hear the gun go Do off because he's got his shotgun sort of resting against his head ah. and she slams open the door that was my understanding of it and you like because you hear the gun go off and then you see he's kind of shot his ear off ah. that was my my, t- ah, that... my understanding of it yeah. you know what this film is so ridiculous <laughs> that I just immediately like associated it with something more ridiculous than him shooting himself <laughs> in the head you could be right but that, that was how I saw it because you hear it go off and yeah. he's like sort of had the gun right next to his head. Right, like you're probably that. right. Probably right. <laughs> yeah, but we just get this like fucking blast of blood, like from from outside the door mm. frame, and she she pulls back the uh, the door. And she's like, "Oh no!" Still in that distressed state. Yeah, yeah. But all the prisoners <laughs> go are bonkers. fucking happy as hell. Yeah. So they strip the chief yeah. of his clothes. <laughs> they draw boobs on him. <laughs> They draw boobs around his nipples, like these red marks. Yeah. Put, like, lipstick on him. Yeah. And uh, they're all, like, wearing his clothes, wearing his hat, like, having a, a hell of a time. The prisoners go to rape Candy, but she has her secret weapon of the, the super tongue. So she's trying to summon her tongue by, like, wagging her tongue around, whilst simultaneously trying to fight off a rapist. The rapist is loving it because all he's seeing is her wagging her mm. tongue at him. And you really feel the uh, like intensity of this scene. Yeah. It's and quite- she's, like, she's like, come on, come on, where are you? And he's like, I'm here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, a, it's quite a weird scene because it, it's, there's like a comical element mm. to that, right? Where mm. you see her like wagging her tongue. Yeah. But it's also very stressful yeah. as well. It's yeah. kind of a weird balance of, it is. of emotions and, and us tone as the viewer. Out. I was like, come on, tongue, fucking yeah, come yeah. out. Why isn't the tongue coming out? Like, yeah. yeah. Then we get the absolute best effect. Mm. Best moment of, of the film, perhaps. Like, definitely one of my favorite bits. But yeah, the rapist character, we suddenly just see out of nowhere. So the tongue hasn't been coming out. Then suddenly from behind, we see him and the tongue just fucking busts out of the back of his head blasting his brains everywhere and then the tongue keeps going and then grabs onto the guy flash the kind of cunt from before grabs his crotch because now the tongue's got that like three prong kind of thing at the end grabs the crotch and then also just punches him (laughs) the tongue (laughs) forms a fist and punches out Out flash. Oh, this is so good. I, I love just before that happens, that flash guy, he's got, yo, you can do it. Mm-hmm. And then you just get this wallop of blood. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was great. And the guy who's had his head, like, Annihilated. penetrated. Yeah. And he's just, like, in the middle of candy and the yeah, guy's yeah, getting yeah. his dick smashed. Oh, he's, great. like, hanging there lifeless between them. 
almost like the tongue is some kind of like clothesline, you know, mm. hanging them all up together. Oh, yeah. it's beautifully done. Yeah, that's got to be one of the greatest effects in this. It's really, really well done. Really mm. good. And all the other mates are like, yeah, fuck this. I'm getting yeah. out of here. So, they all, they all do a runner. So, meanwhile, Johnny is pushing the car through a desert like an idiot he's trying he's pushing it up a hill (laughs) up a hill (laughs) and of course it starts to roll back down he rolls down with it but the bumper that is keeping him attached falls off so he kind of somewhat frees himself he's just got a bumper tied to his wrist now and uh, finds rita tied to the bed now they're in the middle of the desert and from what i hear the desert gets pretty chilly at night so he uh, hops on the bed and uh, a little bit of like meteor, meteor magic happens, and mm. they get a little bit, a little bit good, start to fall around, things heat up a little bit. To which point, I was thinking: so the meteor not only does it give people killer tongues, heals wounds, it also makes people horny. Mm. It also explodes people, by the way. So it really is a roll of a dice. There doesn't really seem to be any sort of like regular patterns yeah, there's, there's no yeah. absolutely no sense to this can, thing can, at all can you imagine if, like if you had like a terminal disease mm. you know well there's this meteor and it might heal you completely but it might might give you a bone blow you up <laughs> it might give you a 20 foot tongue yeah. or it might give you a boner yeah like it's it, it's like anything could happen <laughs> And so, so many people come into contact with this meteor yeah, and yeah. everyone has a different experience. What a what a mess this meteor is. I know, but but for, for Johnny and Rita, it makes them super horny. Mm. So they're just going at it now in the desert. They're going for it. And while this is happening, right, mm. the the prisoners mm. who've run off in a jeep, <laughs> yeah. they're, they've all found the stone. Yeah. So they've found the, the full, the oh, sorry, not stone, the meteor. The glowing media, and they they all, <laughs> they all go over to this film is so fucking ridiculous, it's outrageous. So Pinhead <laughs> Doug Bradley, he's like approaching, he's like oh, oh, oh like touching yeah, it yeah. and loving it, and then suddenly we just start cutting to like other faces, <laughs> yeah. and we realize all the prisoners yeah. are touching this stone and basically just coming themselves while they're touching <laughs> the stone having a big old cum but the way it's shot stone. though yeah. like it's like <laughs> shot great. from like the meteor's point of <laughs> yeah. view <laughs> yeah the meteor POV shot and but it, all, all their faces are really distorted yeah yeah it's and like, they're all like <laughs> and then all this blood just explodes everywhere Doug Bradley's okay, though. Oh, he's weak, isn't he? Yeah, he, he's walked off. He's fine, but he's, like, covered in blood. All the yeah. other prisoners have just exploded. He's somehow gotten away from it. And then... I, I love what he says at this point. Mm. Like, he, he's found this, like, fucking euphoric, orgasmic, pink, glowing rock. And upon touching that, all of his mates have blown up. Yeah. And he, he just goes, Jesus, man, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and then mean, meanwhile, Candy is just walking around, sculling a Jim Beam. She's got a <laughs> bottle the of bourbon. The Chief's, yeah, the uh, Chief's alcohol, Jim Beam. yeah. And she comes across Johnny and Rita oh, in bed. No. Johnny's trying to play it off like, no, it's not what you think, it's not what you think. But Candy is obviously fucking pissed off, pushes the, the bed, which is on wheels, by the way, mm. this bed. And it just goes careening down this hill. And it stops just before... 
falling off a, a cliff. Mm, it gets like caught on a root or something. Mm, yeah, yeah, caught on a root. And then it looks like it falls off, but we cut away at this point, right? Gotta say, this did not look safe. This fucking <laughs> yeah, that's, shot that's looks true. terrifying. This is, you said this is all shot in Spain? Yeah. I guess they don't have many uh, health and safety regulations in the 90s in Spain. I don't know. I don't think they <laughs> did. I've actually been to the place that this was. Not the desert. Oh, really? But I, mm. I've been to this part of uh, Spain that this was mm. filmed in. But this, yeah, this shot of them like hanging half over the over the cliff. I mean, I'm sure that there were stuntmen, but even so. Yeah, it looks It looked fucking dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then Candy goes back to the drag poodles. She's all, oh, fuck, I love this bit so much. It's so good, this bit. She's all happy that she's killed Johnny. Yeah. And they're like, we've got a surprise for mm. you, mummy. <laughs> they got like this massive yeah. fucking present. This huge wrapped up yeah. thing. And they, it opens up and we reveal that it's this trucker. <laughs> he's just, he's gone through hell yeah. in this film. And he's all bandaged up. And he's wearing he's got, a sombrero. Yeah, he's got a sombrero on. And then we see uh, this shot that we've seen quite a lot in the film. Although I don't think we've mentioned it yet, but the mouth POV, the tongue POV, oh, yeah. which like looks out through the teeth. Yeah. So this tongue POV, like looking out to this wrapped up man, comes out. <laughs> and also something else that we haven't mentioned. This fucking film. So throughout this film, there's all these like ridiculous fucking cartoon sound effects. Oh, so the yeah. tongue will come out, it's like... Whoosh, yeah. whoosh, whoosh. So yeah. this just cranks up mm. all that sort of shit at this point. It goes full cartoon. But yeah, the tongue comes out of the mouth, it unwraps the bandage, and he's like spinning uh, around Oh yeah. as the bandage is unwrapping. Yeah. Then the tongue wraps around his neck, starts choking him. I'm like, oh, it's just going to choke him to death. <laughs> no. Not only that, it fucking pops his head off. <laughs> I think Ugh. this scene is the best representation of this film. Yeah. Like, in yeah. just one single scene. Because you've got a man in bloody bandages wearing a sombrero, <laughs> a 20-foot tongue popping out, whilst Candy is kind of, like, dancing yeah, she's in her chair. Delighted. She's yeah. happy as fuck, whilst four drag queens dance in the background. <laughs> yes. Like, it's such a bonkers <laughs> scene, but it totally yeah, sums yeah. up this entire movie. It's, it's fucking great. It's great. And I love the way they present it as well. The poodle's like, for the most caring, lovable pet owner in the whole wide world. <laughs> and she, she's absolutely delighted. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. And, but it's, it's so gross as well, because as the tongue is like wrapping around his neck, he's mm. like coughing Gushing up and like, stuff, like he's like yeah. spitting up all this fluid. It's so <laughs> yeah. grotesque. And then his head fucking flies off. But the scene itself is so happy and fun. Yeah. And you've got this, like, ridiculous music playing yeah. on top. Oh, it's, it's so bizarre. And I was watching it this morning, and I thought, like, this this is the scene. Mm. I think this is my favorite scene in the whole film. Yeah, it's, and, it's pretty amazing. It is great. Oh, it's just perfect. <laughs> it's one of those scenes where you, you have to kind of, like, take a step back and think to yourself, wait. What the fuck am I watching? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. this really is bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> now, then, then we cut back to uh, Johnny and Rita, right? They've somehow caught onto something and they're not dead yet. So they have to climb up to the uh, to the ground level. This is another scene where I was like, what do you mean? Because Johnny's holding on, right? Rita's down below and she kind of climbs up on top of him and she's like, hey, watch where you put your hands. Yeah. Like, it's like, Weren't you just, you just like yeah. fucking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just did a big old fuck. 
and this is this is when like Robert Inglis character goes fucking nuts. So he's woken up from, I guess, shooting himself in the ear. Mm. And he has uh, a somehow a, a heightened sense of hearing from now. Yeah. So he's like, "Ah, oh, what the fuck? What the fuck?" And and Johnny the dove is there. I guess what would you? How, what, what noise does a dove make? You is know, it the, a, is it a purr? Is it a yeah yeah that yeah? Is there a word that for is? that? I don't know the classic dove sound. Yeah, but well, what, what's the word for that? I don't know. Mate. Is it a purr? Is it a brr? <laughs> It's a burr. It's doing so, a classic dove burr. It's doing a classic dog burr. Dog burr. <laughs> this is doing a classic dog burr. <laughs> there is a word for it, isn't there? There's gotta be. Fucking hell, should we, should we, not, should we just finish the episode now? De- or we go and investigate this? I mean, it depends on the bird, doesn't it? Because there are... It's gotta change, depending on the so, it's already a long episode and we're fucking talking about what yeah, the correct terminology for the sound a dove makes. It's not a toot, is it? It's not like a squawk or a toot. Right, I'm, I'm fucking looking it up. Well, well, go on then. Come on, Dave. It's already a long episode. Let's not edit any of this out. <laughs> what sound does a dove make? Burr. What sound doves make? <gasps> what? A coo. Oh, it's <laughs> A coo! A coo is the low, sweet sound that a bird makes, especially a dove or a pigeon. Oh, beautiful. (laughs) So, so Johnny the dove... Sorry, this... Sorry. This definition... This is the definition of this word. So it just said that, and then it says... If a dove builds a nest outside your open window, you'll be able to hear its coo every morning. (laughs) (laughs) Why did they put that in the definition? (laughs) (laughs) So Johnny's cool. Uh, Johnny Johnny the dove. dove, Not Johnny the (laughs) bear. Johnny the dove is cooing away. (laughs) And... (laughs) And... Fred Robert England... (laughs) is freaking out because he's just woken up and he has a high-end sense of hearing and and the coo is too loud for him and he starts freaking out he's going shut up shut up shut up and what does he do he, he fucking shoots Johnny he has his shotgun and Beloved. he blows him up this dove that he showed nothing but love to <laughs> And you get this fucking burst of feathers that just fly up into the frame. Oh, God. Fuck it up. Oh, man. Oh. That, that, that's great. Oh. Robert England shooting a dove. <laughs> oh, man. Some and of them, some... he's still fucking half naked with titties drawn. <laughs> he's got tits yeah. drawn on him. For the rest of the film, he's got tits drawn on him. Fuck it up. The place that this film Uh, goes next is some of my favorite shit in the film. So we we go back to to Candy and she's in bed. Oh, yeah. With the tongue. So she's like got her head on the pillow and next to her 
on the adjacent pillow is the tongue. Yeah, it's like lying like down, fl- out coming out of her mouth under the covers, yeah. and, then and then up out of the, <laughs> yeah. the cover once again, yeah, and yeah, like yeah, lying yeah. on the pillow next to her. And they're having this kind of, I guess, partly telepathic yeah. conversation. And the tongue's like telling her that he he loves her, and blah blah blah. And then Candy essentially uh, indirectly demands. To be eaten out by the tongue, her own tongue. And the tongue goes under the covers and starts like, it's like that kind of kind of sound going. But dude, the next bit. So, so I feel like we, we said it kind of quickly, but Candy's pregnant. Right. With the tongue's Mm. child. Mm. And then the next scene is fucking one of the funniest fucking things. I've seen in quite a while. Love so we, we cut to the drag poodles and candy and the tongue watching TV. Oh, <laughs> this yeah. absolutely hilarious TV show with this man, British man, dressed as a baby. He's like yeah. an adult baby. And he's like explaining how to fucking fold diapers. He's like, all right. So what you do is you fold them. <laughs> This TV show with an adult baby explaining how to, to like fold diapers. Oh, and fuck, the, the tongue so is also holding a diaper, and he's trying yeah, to he's like trying to do tongue. it. Oh god, that was so fucking fucking uh, fucking funny. Uh, so funny. And then Freddy Krueger kicks down the door. Oh yes, he's arrived. He's got his gun. Uh, I love this, and he looks absolutely ridiculous yeah. he's like heads all sort of bandaged yeah. up in this cartoonish way yeah he's got the tits drawn <laughs> on him he's got he's wearing his trousers no t-shirt but he's got suspenders on he's got tits <laughs> yeah. on, and he's wearing pink lipstick yeah. <laughs> and he's got a shotgun and he busts down the door and he goes and he looks around and he goes i hate fuchsia yeah <laughs> And shoots off around like accidentally, like yeah. <laughs> stupidly fires off his gun. And the drag queens start running away. And th- this is a scene that I fucking oh, loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. the drag queens kind of come out of this like floor hatch one by oh, one. So great. And he gets more and more disgusted <laughs> yeah. every time he sees one of them. So the first one comes out and he goes, "Oh my god!" Yeah. And the next one comes out and goes, "Oh my god!" And he just keeps like escalating. And then he's like, the kind of horrors escalating. Then so he's like, "Oh my god!" And looks down and has the seven, the seven head of the trucker. Yeah, for some reason, is biting onto his foot. Is like stuck on his foot. And he's like, "Fuck!" And like flicks it off his foot, and it flies up in the air, and he shoots it. Yeah, that was. Uh, it, it was like three stooges. <laughs> Madness, oh. like Three Stooges yeah. body horror. Yeah, is yeah. what that's what this film is. Yeah. It's Three Stooges <laughs> body that's a pretty horror. good way to put it. Yeah. Oh man. And then Johnny and Rita also come in, right? And like Johnny fucking knocks her out, and the three of them like hop into the car and run away. So mm. they're trying to escape. Robert England, he's well up for a fight. So he's got his gun. He's going pull over, pull over. <laughs> And Johnny's like, what the fuck, you fucking crazy? And he's like, come on, we can take him. And it's like this ridiculous fight, uh, car chase, if you will, between the prison warden, Rita, uh, Johnny, and then 
the drag poodles and mm. and candy and like candy following along, yeah. right? Yeah, and yeah, candy's yeah. tongue is like ow, yeah, it's like poking through, through the, the roof. roof. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I also I love this like shift that it makes where suddenly this prison guard who's essentially been the villain of the film mm. is now teamed up with Johnny and Rita, yeah. and it's just great. It's great. So yeah, they're like riding along. Uh, yeah, he's got his shotgun, wanting to to shoot uh, the <laughs> shoot candy so and the, up for and a the drag fight, dogs. Yeah. Oh man, it's so good. And they arrive, they crash into the the nun gas mm. station, right? And um, like Robert England gets out, he's just blasting his gun yeah. at this car that he thinks is candy yeah. and the dogs, the poodles after a. But then it's like, no, it's the wrong car. Yeah, I love and it. who is it? It's Wig. It's fucking Wig Pinhead, Doug Bradley. And he's in. He's in a uh, Freddy Krueger's Jeep. Yeah, Pinhead <laughs> is in Freddy Krueger's Jeep. Jeep. I love it. And, and Wig jumps and goes, "Don't shoot, Chief. It's me." And the Chief goes, "What the hell is he doing with my Jeep?" Yeah. Like, he's so intense. <laughs> so they all of them. So now we've got Freddy Krueger, Pinhead, Johnny, and Rita. Yeah. And they all go into the church to hide out. And now uh, Rita can suddenly speak. Mm. And she's talking and the nuns are like, it's a miracle. But I loved Johnny's reaction. <laughs> Did you catch no, his no. line? So he's like, they're all excited. And he's just like, wakey, wakey, girls. This ain't Sunday school. And it's just this line that doesn't even really connect to anything, but it's fucking great. <sighs> they're like trying to work out what they're going to do because mm. Candy's going to show up and try to kill them. And uh, Johnny comes up with this idea where there's a water tank, and he he gets uh, Robert England to shoot the tank. Yeah. Like, yeah okay. Yeah. So all this water is like rushing in. Don't know what the plan is yet. And then Candy and the drag queens pull up, and what do they say? Bitch time. Yeah. Which takes us back to the Japanese. <laughs> so so Chief oh, and Wig are held up in the uh, water tank. Oh, this is the other thing that I had an out of body experience <laughs> watching this scene because we've got. Robert England and Doug Bradley, hmm. Freddy Krueger and Pinhead in a confession booth having this very cute romantic interaction, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so fucking great. Where Freddy Krueger's like, I kind of like you with your natural look. Yeah, like yeah. commenting on his hair. <laughs> and it's just like this really strange, not... And it's not really played for laughs, which is what made mm. it even more amazing. That yeah. It was so fucking insane to see this these two actors together having this romantic moment oh it's great two horror icons coming together to to have a gay moment on film in a confession booth like it's how is this film not become Mm. like a fucking beloved queer classic i just don't understand it yeah (laughs) so the floor is covered in what i wanted to say is holy water right it's a water tank in a church i'm Mm. just gonna say it's holy water i don't know maybe not doesn't matter if it isn't. Uh, and everyone is kind of up on pedestals or they're like elevated mm. above the water level. And and Candy and, and the bitches <laughs> come in and they throw the meteor, the, the, the bit of meteor that Rita's been hold, like walking around with and throw it into the water and jolts of electricity, currents go through the water mm-hmm. level and blow up. Everything that it comes into contact with. Our beloved poodles, mm. Rudolph, Porsche, and the, the other ones. ones. <laughs> they explode in oh. a fantastic bloody mess. 
unfortunately, our gay duo, Freddy Krueger and Pinhead, the confession booth falls over, lands in the water, and through the back of the confession booth, another explosion of blood and guts flies up into the air. I was genuinely sad that they died. <laughs> yeah, it was a shame. It was a shame. Candy uses her tongue to pull her up uh, herself up onto the Jesus statue. And then, like, the, uh, the the power of the meteor, like, somewhat wears off, so they're able to go back into the water, and Candy does a runner, and they go into, what is that, like, a kind of basement? Yeah, sort of, of, yeah, I don't know what it is, it's like a big massive well, mm. or something like that, but mm. it, it's, yeah, this kind of strange basement area, yeah, a big fight breaks out, yeah, essentially, yeah. where Johnny is slamming down onto the tongue with a pickaxe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's beating up Candy. It's kind of brutal, actually. And she falls down into this well that's in this basement. The tongue is, like, hanging on, yeah. like, keeping her, keeping her afloat. And then the tongue, because, again, three-pronged tongue oh, yeah. thing. It's, like, pulling itself out and, like, pulling her out. And Johnny goes to chop off the tongue with the pickaxe. But he, he can't bring himself can't. to do it because it's his his lover or now ex-lover, I guess. Now he's got Rita. Wee. And just so he puts it down, he can't do it. And then Rita comes over, grabs the pickaxe, chops off the tongue, mm. the talking tongue, and it, it dies. It does. And what does he say? He says, My leg! My leg! Oh, what have you done my leg? Candy kind of returns back to normal, the, yeah. the tar-esque bodysuit kind of mm. melts away and she's just back to good old candy mm. and then we cut to that once again beautifully lit mm. epilogue which i didn't make any notes on <laughs> but yeah we're sort of back to that that yeah. first scene again mm. so we're bookended by that lovely lovely shot and that's and it. that's it that's it Fuck it out. what a great movie this is a fucking long episode what the fuck too much happened in this jesus holy wow Oh. That's right. Half of it was just me laughing. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not cutting that out. Oh, no. <laughs> That's staying there. Yeah I, yeah, I think, as I said, I watched this twice, as I always do for the podcast. First time, I was like, not not into this. Fuck this film. I think I even sent a message where I'm like, I'll be arguing with you on the podcast about this one. But then when I watched it today again and making sense of it, making it kind of like breaking down scenes... I kind of fucking loved it. Mm. It's definitely unlike anything I've seen before. And it, it is, I, I feel like even us explaining it in detail, I feel like it's hard to really capture mm. what this film is like. Yeah. Because it's fucking weird. And I, I think the reason why this film is not as well known mm-hmm. as it is, is because it is so, it's too much. It's right. too much. It's, it's, it would be, it, it is hard to watch. Mm. Like it's great. And there's a lot of effort put into it. It's not a shit film, mm. but it's just too much. It's so <laughs> full on. Yeah. It's so much. It's so much. It, there's so it, much going it's on. A, it's a hundred percent the whole time, the whole ninety minutes. Yeah, like, there's there's no breathing room whatsoever. Yeah, mm. it's like having a little kid just frantically talk at you for two hours or something. Yeah. You know, it, it's just it's yeah. it's intense. But I did ultimately i don't know if i say love it but i i did appreciate it right right and talking about it now it's just like it's it's so insane mm. it's such a crazy film you know what the, the thing that i was thinking of a lot when i was watching it was that if i had found this film if i watched this film for the first time when i was a teenager mm. this would have been my favorite movie sure sure sure. like a hundred percent i would have fucking yeah. lo- i mean i i loved it now i've watched it the first time in my 30s but 
if I had seen this as a teenager, mm. like that would have been just uh, mind blown. Yeah, yeah, I would have fucking watched this religiously. Mm. I really, really enjoyed this. It delivered in all the departments. It's got that yeah. dumb fucking humor. It's sexy enough. It's got loads of gore. Uh, the story there's there's no filler. When I say yeah. there's no filler, I mean there's filler scenes, there's, but the filler yeah. scenes also give you something. Yeah, like, yeah they're, yeah. they're either funny or they're gross, or or it just adds to the texture of the, this mm. film. I think, yeah. And something I thought about. So this is his first film, this yeah. director. We were both recently interviewed on another podcast, the oh, yeah. Sick on Cinema podcast. And oh, we yeah. both said the same thing about our first film, which is that we put too much into it. Right. And that's what this feels like. But that's not a negative thing. Mm. It's not a bad thing. It just feels like someone who's like, all right, I'm fucking <laughs> making a movie. Here we fucking go. And they're like just <laughs> slamming every possible fucking thing mm. into it. And it, I really want to stress that it's not a typical B movie, which is what it appears to be like on mm. the surface or just reading the plot of it. Cause it, it's much more than that. It's, it's mm. truly a strange fucking film. 100%. The thing that I loved about this is that, cause this was made in, in 96. So in the nineties, there was a lot more room for this kind of like wacky experimental horror mm. BQ shit, you know? And a lot of these kind of weird, not really horror, not comedy, like kind of in between movies. A lot of them came from the nineties. I feel like yeah, yeah. I feel like this. The nineties was the best time where people actually invested in these weird fucking movies that would never ever get mm. greenlit today. That's the thing. And, that yeah, you don't have that kind of mid budget. Like mm. this is not a low budget. Mm. Well, I mean, it is a low budget film, but it's not a low budget sure. film. If the, if someone tried to do this now, it would be made for under well under a million dollars right sure and it would be cgi Mm. it would look like shit it would probably be very like irritatingly Mm. ironic yeah yeah um yeah you're right like you just don't get this kind of film anymore and the the films that do get made they're all far too self-aware oh yeah and you know like like for example like the new trauma movies like they're Mm. so self-aware that they're just making like shit they become unbearable to watch Mm. and they're all just like that's fine we're making a shit movie so it doesn't matter if it's shit like yeah yeah. this film doesn't feel like that because everyone's performance was so genuine even though like the the plot and the 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 story that we're following is so ridiculous. Mm. Everyone's deliverance was so genuine that you feel like you're watching an actual movie, not just some like self-aware throwaway nonsense project. Melinda Clark is legitimately Mm. amazing in this film Mm. as is Robert England. Freddy Krueger himself is he's great. (laughs) It's fucking amazing. He's putting it, his all into this. And not only the performances, but it's shot really well. Mm. It looks great. I, I feel like a lot of thought and consideration went into mm. this film, as insane as it is. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, I, I was quite ultimately very happy to have watched this film. <laughs> yeah. um, there, there's a, there's a post credits little title. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, I didn't see that. Um, that says, all animals used during the production of this film were attended by their trainer and owner at all times. And treated with the greatest respect. The crew, however, were overworked and underfed. (laughs) (laughs) Which you probably guess, uh, get that feeling, shot out in the desert in the middle of Spain. Yeah. Uh, The last little tidbit I have for you, which is a a big one. Tidbit! A big one, though. So, Johnny. The role of Johnny. Mm. This role was originally 
scheduled to be played by Bruce Campbell. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I can see that. The filming got postponed, and then due to his other scheduling conflict, like, it just didn't work out. So he got recast mm. as whoever the fuck plays him now. <laughs> um, but that would have been an entirely different movie, I feel like. Mm. Because, you know, like as, as much as, you know, as awesome as he is, Everyone, as much as everyone loves him, he's a bit of a, a, a screen hog, you know? Yeah, I think he, he, he would have taken would, away the attention really would from Melinda Clark. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm quite glad that it didn't mm. go, that he ended up being recasted. But even so, can you imagine this film, like first time director being made in 96, having Bruce Campbell, <laughs> Robert England, and Doug Bradley yeah. in, in this yeah, yeah. <laughs> film about a tongue? Ultimately, yeah, I, didn't go to him. But, yeah, I, I think that's a. I love Bruce Campbell, but I'm glad that he's not in that role. Mm. It would have been too distracting. It would, I think. Yeah. How about the wrong amateur for this film? So the wrong amateur is how wrong the film is, how much it shouldn't exist, how fucked it is. This film is pretty fucking messed up and crazy. More in terms of like how tonally off the wall it is. I'm going to give this a seven. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's shocking in terms of violence or gore, even though it has that. But I think it's just such a weird blend of things. Mm. And I think having that Freddy Krueger pinhead (laughs) romance (laughs) really just... (laughs) Imagine, like, because no one knows this fucking film, really. Mm. Imagine just telling, like, a horror fan, like, yeah, did you know there's a film where Freddy (laughs) Krueger... And Pinhead share a romantic moment together. No one would fucking they believe you. Their wigs. Yeah, yeah. And they discuss their their issues with male pattern baldness. Like, yeah. It's just fucking crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to say a seven. I think that's a pretty 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 good one. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll join you there. I'll do a seven. Seven. Yeah. Okay. Oh fucking hell. Fuck, mate. We got we got to wrap this one up. Where uh, this is the longest episode. Is it? Oh, I think it is might. It for, it oh, it's it's one of the the longest ones. All right, so that's it on Killer Tongue. Nothing else. No more. To no. Add. Let's okay. do it. All right. Cool. <laughs> so next time, I'm breaking the rules in a few oh, ways. Yeah. All right. So next time, we're gonna go back to Japan. Okay. And we're not gonna watch one film. We're gonna watch two films. <laughs> right. We're watching Miracle Bunny. Miracle. Not Miracle. 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 Miracle Bunny. Am I not saying it right? Miracle. Oh, I thought you said Miracle Bunny. Miracle Bunny. <laughs> miracle Bunny. <laughs> miracle. As, in, as, as in, in, it's a miracle. It's a miracle, yeah. All right. Miracle as bunny. in Miracle Grow. I guess I can't say that word. Miracle Bunny. One and two. Okay. From 1988. Right. The reason we're doing one and two oh. is because it's basically one film okay. are they long no good. they're very very short oh good it's like under 30 minutes for oh, both of these beautiful directed by minoru kawasaki okay do you know who that is kawasaki, i think you do well, well we'll discuss we'll him uh, next time all right, all right. But yeah i decided because i've i've chosen a lot of films that are not particularly obscure mm. kind of easy to find on tubi or whatever so i thought i'd choose something that's fucking obscenely okay. obscure <laughs> for our next one <laughs> and yeah so it breaks the rules of the fact that we're doing two kind of doing two films okay. next week mm. and i'm not even sure if we can consider it consider them films 
<laughs> okay, all right. But we'll talk about that more. Oh, next I'm looking time. forward to it. All right. And as always, follow us on Twitter, SMSW Podcast. Send us an email, show me something wrong at gmail.com. And leave us a review. Please do a rating. Leave a review. Do it. Come on. One of them. Come on. <laughs> One of them. One of them. Now, please do it. Please do it. You don't know how much it means to us when we see those reviews. Guy just shits himself on the spot when he reads those. So please do it. We've got his diapers ready. Johnny. Who? Johnny.